We should just start because this. Yes. Yeah, I know. Let's I know. start. Let me let's do that. let me get let's this party that. started. <laughs> Coming to you from Beer Snob City, it's Beer Plus 3, where we try to solve the world's problems one beer at a time. Speaking of coming, with us, from Muncie, Indiana's dinner theater scene, is the man who played Toto in The Wiz for the last 12 years at Eat Your Culture Here Dinner Theater and Sports Bar. It's Rick Anderson. There is indeed no place like home. (laughs) Also here in Rick Studios... A man that has been described as Morticia Adams by an internet quiz. It's internet enthusiast, Caleb Sanders. Yes. <laughs> it's October 16, 2015, and we are Beer Plus 3. We are. I just thought of that, and I'm, I don't think anybody has ever said that. What's up? Internet enthusiast. Oh, yeah. You know how they always do that on the news? <laughs> Although, as a Yes, person. he was a gunman, and he was uh, an internet enthusiast. Yeah. <laughs> It is sort of sad writing resumes for a living. Uh, mm. How many people want to put internet as a technical skill? <laughs> that is not a technical skill. That's waking up in the morning and grabbing your phone. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, do you ever go and explore what people mean by that when they suggest that that goes on their resume? I do not. Oh, okay. I would I've be always made it my hear... policy to not investigate what people tell me on their resumes because I don't want to find out either, A, that it's untrue, yeah. or find yeah. out how true it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would just be curious to see what somebody, what a few people mean when they say, it's listed on their skills, right? Internet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Internet. Oh, you should read some uh, of the I love it. Um, the, the Adobe Acrobat Reader. Yeah. Applications we get has some really silly shit in that part, like skills. Yeah. yeah. People. I have high-level skill in <laughs> Adobe Acrobat Reader. So you can open things. A PDF. And then you can close it. Wait, that is the it. sum total of ab- abilities Reader has. Yeah. I'm just trying to get this to pop. Oh. Oh. It got on that my was, hand. That was <laughs> that, in that my was. tie. Jeff. Yes. The Got people, a little overexcited over the there. The people watching don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the people are watching our podcast. <laughs> the people staring at their podcast screen wondering why they can't see us because they have internet skills. <laughs> they do have internet skills. Anybody else want some of this to shoots? I will have some. Uh, hop Trip. They do a yearly series, and this is part sure. of that yearly series, is the Hop Trip. The Hold hop down a quarter trip. glass of beer to go to the next one. <laughs> Why not? You're not driving. So we were talking about Saturday Night Live before this started, and um, just curious. Love Saturday Night Live. Well, I like Saturday Night Live up until like 88, yeah. 89. Everybody has well, a window. I yeah. know, I, I know. I firmly believe everybody has a window where mm-hmm. SNL is perfect. Yeah. Before that, it is incomprehensible and lame. You just stare at it. Yeah. And you're like, how did anybody ever find this funny? And then after that, you're like, I kind of get how they find this funny. I just find it annoying, and I want it to go away. <laughs> It's like every time I see an episode with Gilda Radner, I just stare and stare and stare. I'm like, oh, I love Gilda Radner. I do too. That's the like four-ish years difference between us, I think. Because for me, Gilda Radner is um, a lot of time having frizzy hair and not saying anything. But, you know, give me the uh, late 80s, early 90s SNL. Um, It's too many violins on TV. (laughs) Uh, oh, I think, I think and, uh, Rosanna. I think you're reading <laughs> yeah. that wrong. Yeah. No, that was Emily Latella. 
Oh, oh is it actually to, $2? Yeah. I'm tired of people wasting natural racehorses. <laughs> <laughs> I loved her when I was a kid, man. I was I was fanatical. Oh, See, it's her. funny when so you great. say it. Yeah. But for some reason, when I was watching it, it just wasn't doing anything for me. I thought she was great. I remember being, I was so seriously fanatical about Gilda Radner. She was easily my favorite one on the show. That's what really? I watched it for as a kid. That was like, when she came on screen, I was like, oh, now it's a show. It's like everybody else. I didn't give a shit about anybody else. But um, I remember she had a, a special that went on HBO. And I was so hyped about this special. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be the coolest thing ever. It's just going to be her for an hour and a half. And I get in, and it's not like all comedy. Some of it's singing. Some of it's kind of dancing. It's like this kind of bright. And I was like, what the fuck is it's this? It's a one-woman <laughs> show. It completely disillusioned me. Like, <laughs> I was like, no. She tried to be Carol Burnett? Yeah, it was kind of like that. Yeah, it was in that era when, when that was mm. considered sort of a big... Uh, Speaking uh, of amazingly talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although yeah. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris is trying to do that now. I yeah. watched the first episode of... Uh, his um, oh, the... most amazing show ever. Yeah. So, most amazing so... night ever. Um, I just don't think I am built for variety shows. Yeah. I watch them like, that would have been funny. Three minutes shorter. And if I was just watching it online and didn't then have to go on to the next thing you were doing. Yeah. I just need to watch the soundbite <laughs> version of this. And I love NPH. Completely love him. I was a Doogie Howser MD fan. I even, I liked him in Starship Troopers. Yeah. Even though he had the movie. lamest lines in the entire movie, which is saying a lot. <laughs> they say a lot about that. I mean, there's a lot of lame lines there's in that movie. A lot of lame lines. And that's basically the that's the Fast bad. and the Furious for geeks. That's really what that is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they but only yeah. made four of those, but they've made eight Fast and the Furious. <clears throat> yeah, actually, the third one of Starship Troopers not so bad. I'm just saying. I've only seen the first one. Rico comes back. Is one. it Casper uh, Van Dien again? Yeah. Casper <laughs> Van Dien, uh, whatever his name is, comes back for he one He has exactly one thing going for him. <laughs> I waited. Are you going to tell us? <laughs> <laughs> his looks? He can't act. He can't sing. No. Yeah, he I can know. just stand there and look pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and he it. does that really well. Mm-hmm. He does that Which makes him actually... Well. His oh, no, very pretty eyes. Him. What are you going to do? Made him for a perfect space marine. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, Rico was supposed to be from, like, you know, yeah. someplace where brown people are from. Brazil? So, yeah, he was supposed to be Brazilian. Yeah. And, and they in the book, I believe they even describe him as, as like, being dark-skinned and, you know, that kind of thing. I can't remember if he's supposed to be mulatto or, or like, kind of a Latino, but... A lot of... Mix, I, there are... In Brazil, there are siblings who look like they're different races because yeah. there's enough intermixing that the mm-hmm. light and dark is, yeah. is yeah. a lot. But in the movie, okay. it talk, it's the most whitewashed movie yeah. ever. It's like all of Rio de Janeiro now or whatever they're supposed to be from in Brazil is like mm-hmm. all white folks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, That's not what it looks like now. And it's interesting. Orson Scott Card did the same thing. Like um, Brazil becomes like this really central place in mm-hmm. um a couple different uh, in his, his Ender books. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember that. And I'm like, that's where why? Bean's from, isn't it? I know Bean is. Uh, he well, he grew up on the streets of Amsterdam, I believe. Uh, okay, he's Greek I, originally. I didn't read the Bean books. Uh, no, um, I only read the other ones. It's a uh, Brazilian Portuguese uh, colony ship that colonizes the planet that's in mm-hmm. the center yes. of uh, the second, uh, the third, yeah. fourth, and the second, third, and fourth books. Mm. And then um, 
it's also where a lot of the action in the Shadows series w- w- that follows being after yeah. Battle School, um, I, when I, I uh, Peter's it. rising to become the hegemon and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, of everybody here at the table, you've have you read the book? Which one? The Ender Ender's Game. Ender, yeah. Oh, I've read have. all the Ender stuff well, all so the way to the end. And I'm assuming you've both seen the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and it was so, adequate. I mm-hmm. mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It yeah. was just. It, it was. For me, when you do a book-to-movie adaptation, the only thing I care about is that you keep the themes the same. Yeah. And oh, for yeah. the most part, yeah. they did. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. um, the, the essential theme of uh, human paranoia and the kind of Machiavellian lengths that mm-hmm. we went, that, you know, humans went through to ensure our survival and, the, you know, the damage that they did to this entire generation of children to right. do it. I right. think carried through in both. It was flashy and silly, and they conflated a lot of things. And yeah. <clears throat> um, I was disappointed that they um, they pulled back a little bit on the uh, the two times that Ender killed, because in both cases mm-hmm. he went all out intending to kill them. It was not, yeah. especially yeah. the one with uh, Bonzo. Well, it's really well it internalized me. in the books. Yeah. yeah. So in uh, with Bonzo, uh, Ender. Uh, in the book, he knocks his head back into his nose, breaks his nose, and shoves the bone up. There's no question he was dead. Ender yeah. watched him die. Yeah. yeah, and it was an uh, he knocked him over and he tripped and hits his head on like a, a ledge <clears throat> at the edge of a shower right. stall. And um, so his death basically is accidental in the movie, yeah. and it is completely the result of their fight in in the mm-hmm. book. Yeah, and absolutely. The Ender doesn't have accidents. In the book, it's kind no, of he's very very controlled. Mm-hmm. So it, um, I felt like that was the area where they pulled their punches to try and make sure that Ender stayed relatable, stayed sympathetic to the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just annoyed geeks like me who were made well. I think he's not. Yeah, but that's one thing with movies like that, and and when they're when they're making <laughs> movies from something like this, yeah. they're trying to go for the largest audience, mm-hmm. and you yeah. and American audiences <laughs> have a really hard time with. That kind of because our culture is, seems to believe in black or white, mm-hmm. yeah. so uh, literally sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, so it's really hard. In the population of this country, right? What just black and white? That's all there is. Yeah, that's of course, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, but uh, yeah, they uh, yeah, and uh, that's why I love foreign films so much because they deal in the gray, mm-hmm. and it's, it's so much more. Fun. Well, I think that, I think there's American films that do that, but they're not nearly as. I mean, when they're you have a big budget, yeah. Well, yeah, but when you have a big budget film, it's like they do kind of take the edges off some of the things like that. And uh, yeah. well, the, I'm surprised though. You're not quarters. really supposed to relate to him 100. percent At least I didn't get the feeling I was supposed to. And when I was reading the book, um, for me, I, I I think I related with uh, the captain. You know his commander or whatever the guy I can't remember the guy's name. Yeah, the the character's name who's Graf. Yeah, I, oh, I kind of yeah, related yeah. with him more because he's dealing with these children that are <clears throat> ten times smarter than he will ever be, mm-hmm. yeah. and he has to do this with them and knows full well what he's doing to these poor children. Right. So and and that's where the relatable character came in. Mm-hmm. So for me, <clears throat> I do. Um, I did enjoy that. Uh, Card was so. Making Ender's Game into a movie had, has been in the works since, like, 1985. But yeah. Card refused to sign any agreement that didn't include him retaining creative control and approval of any script. Oh, and wow. so he basically rejected script after script after script because they kept on wanting to make a part of the story um, a romance between uh, Ender and Petra. Yeah. 
And it's like every time somebody would, a producer would come, he's like, well, this one's over. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and even in the final one, they made them far closer than they were in the books. Yeah. Or in the book. There was just the one. Um, but they still kept it just friends because yeah. that's really all they were. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you always got to have the romance subplot. And oh, there wasn't. I, it was actually really nice to go through an and entire how movie. How many movies and has that ruined? Like that romance It's thing. just, I it don't just know ruins if, movies after movie. And yeah, TV I don't know if it show, necessarily like ruins so many movies. It's just, it's, it, it always, it, it feels like an, uh, it's been, you know, just attached to it needlessly. Yep. That's what I loved about Mad Max. When I first saw that Fury the two Road. lead characters are yeah. a male and a female who start off hating each other, I was like, oh, please don't do it. Please don't do the no, we're slowly it's... falling in love. And thing. they didn't. They didn't they even. Didn't. Clo- it didn't even come close. No. It was like there was no Brilliant. pretense of anything. It was just like they just Such fought good... side well, by side. I think Max it. may have needed to say more than three words <laughs> for her to really get a sense of who he was. I'm glad he didn't yeah. because that <laughs> like, oh, that movie should have been called Furiosa. Yeah. Period. Oh no, Done. kidding. Yeah. <clears throat> they Furiosa's them... Road is really what yeah. It they. Been called. Yeah. Called it Mad Max and had him in there so that they could get people to watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but after like the first 20 seconds, he was not needed. Yeah. I like Tom Hardy and he did a good mm-hmm. job. He did a I, good I job. thought. But he, it did not need to be a Mad Max movie he to be as incredible with the as best it was. of them. Right, right. That's a Dan. Dan had never seen any of the Mad Max movies when we went to see it. Oh, I know, I know. It's okay. She came from a different. Group of people back in the eighties that she didn't. Came from a different group. <laughs> so are you saying she does need another hero? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll test it later. There's a cage fight going on, mm. um, but she had no interest in any of that kind of stuff back in the eighties, and so. Mm-hmm. You know, if Madonna had a role in it, she might have watched it. <laughs> <laughs> but so she went to the see this with me. On you know, I was telling her it's a, it's it's great. You're going to enjoy it. And I don't know if she necessarily enjoyed it. It really was not her kind of movie at all. But that was her first question when we came out. She's like, so Mad Max was the main character? I was like, well. <laughs> Mad Max is rarely the main character. Supposed but. to be, but yeah, it really didn't feel like it at all. Well, I was, mean, when you think about Beyond Thunderdome, you don't think about Mad Max. You think of Tina Turner. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you think of the kids, Tina Turner, a lot of the other characters, the guy with the silly copter thing, or maybe mm-hmm. that was the. I still the have one, not but. seen that one, so I know the premise. I understand some of the details. Well, and I haven't seen. I've seen The Road Warrior and Beyond Thunderdome, but I've never seen, seen the original. Oh, the first one, yeah. I hadn't. I had watched. The, I had not seen that one either up until last year, and I finally sat down. And oh, so it. good! I'm actually so awesome. a little ashamed to admit that where other people can hear because I think my geek card might get taken. Away I, no. Well, I I was in the same same. I felt the same way when I was admitting it last year that and it, they're flipping hard to find. Yeah, I actually went mm-hmm. looking. Like after we saw it, I'm like, "Why? I need to rewatch these." Yeah. Funny thing is, is is when it came out on DVD, like in the uh, late '90s, early or early 2000s, early '80s, early 2000s, when it came out on DVD, taking they, the DeLorean somewhere. They uh, exactly. <laughs> they they dubbed his a new a new voice. In. Oh, I read about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They dubbed over uh, um, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson's voice because they didn't think American audiences would understand <laughs> in the original when it came to the states, and they kept it up until the DVD of the early nineties. So. If you buy a DVD of it, yeah. make sure that you're getting a DVD like after 2006 or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Then you will get actually Mel Gibson's voice. <laughs> well, I, I figure if I'm going to look at a Solus Anti-Semite, I may as well hear a Solus Anti-Semite as well. <laughs> hey, he was awesome in those. 
<laughs> so the funny thing is, I really wish that everybody who gets famous would just shut their mouths when they're not on screen. <laughs> everybody should subscribe to the Kevin Spacey school of celebrity. Yes, but half their job is being asked questions. And do you know what Kevin That's Spacey brutal. does when people ask him personal questions? He stares at them. <laughs> they don't get an answer. And he's, at, he's gone on the record being Good like, if you, everything you know about me personally interferes with your ability to relate to me as whatever character I'm being. Yeah. It makes it harder for me to do my job as an yeah. actor. And has no bearing on my job. Do you ask your lawyer what their kids had for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I really wish that most celebrities would just shut the shut hell up. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. So That's that uh, we can – so it's like I could – be perfectly happy liking, you know, Mel Gibson if he didn't feel the need to get drunk and open his mouth. But he got drunk. And that kind of went viral anyway. It wasn't yeah. actually a, an interview, but that's right. Good. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what always kind of fascinated me about Jodie Foster. You know, there was always growing up, you always heard the thing about, oh, she's a lesbian, she's mm-hmm. a lesbian, and and I remember thinking very plainly, you know, and people would say things like, oh, she's obviously got problems and she doesn't want to admit it, and I remember thinking. Maybe she just doesn't feel like it's anybody's fucking business. And maybe she wants to be cast in non-lesbian roles, especially during the yeah. 80s and yeah. 90s. It's like you can't possibly be a leading lady if everybody's thinking about you being a lesbian. Yeah, And it's yeah. The, um, guys have the same issue. It's like uh, Matt Bomber is actually a really interesting, like, breakthrough case in a lot of ways that he got um, famous. Like, Matt uh, Bomber? Uh, he's from... Oh, crap. I'm so bad at remembering names of things. Um, and everybody listening to this is going to be like, what? you can't can, fucking remember that? I can edit. Um, <laughs> I know I can picture him, but I don't oh, know. Oh, you don't need to saying. edit me being stupid about remembering things. That's just <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> I was joking. I, 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 only, I only for... <clears throat> yeah, um, like bomb as in... B-O-M-E-R. B-O-M-E-R. Uh, filmography, Flight Plan, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Magic Mike... Superman Unbound, Winter. Oh, Tale. I know Matt Bomber. Uh huh. Well, he, he's pretty. He's pretty. And oh, he's from White Collar. Yes, <laughs> White Collar. Yes, thank you. Yes. That's his, his big role. He's and it was super be- pretty. I mean, and it's he's... before he came out. And the same thing with Sean Marr from Firefly, uh, who played the Doctor, oh, yeah. Doctor Simon. Uh, he, they, it's like they had, they were already in relationships. They already knew who they were, but they didn't make it public. Yeah. Uh, they actually, I think, in both cases, they came out right around the time that there was that uptick in. And queer youth suicides, they're like, okay, these kids need role models. But they, because they knew it would cost them, Zachary Quinto is the same way, roles, because people, as soon as they think of them as a fag, they don't think of them as being able to carry a gun into, you know, a tight situation. Um, Well, I... Unless they're wearing skin There's one argument uh, I have for the gentleman who was on Firefly. It's called typecasting, and... It, once you're in a sci-fi something that's so huge, that's mm-hmm. the only role you get. I just listened to an interview on the Nerdist yeah. with uh, um, uh, Bacarena or whatever her name is. With uh, uh, Marina Bacarena, yeah, yeah. Um, Marina, and uh, yeah. an amazing lady, by mm-hmm. the way, amazing lady. She mm-hmm. went to Juilliard for crying out loud. She went yeah. to like the the Fame High School, yeah, um, for um, theater arts. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this woman is just absolutely amazing. Yeah. But she's like. Hey, Chris Hardwick asked her, you know, what other kind of roles would you like? And she was like, I really want to do comedy more. I would yeah. love comedy. Yeah. And, and but I've, you know, I've I've done the superhero thing. I've done the space thing. I I kind of <laughs> want to do a, something else. Oh, she was also <laughs> you know? in Homeland, and she was amazing. Yeah, in she Homeland. was absolutely amazing in Homeland. <laughs> See, if you go on YouTube, you can look up the uh, the original. You know, the the show. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. The guys yeah. that made that show got it off the ground by actually just grabbing a camera and filming 
early versions of their scripts just running around doing it themselves so they could show it to people. And they were friends with Marina Baccarin. And uh, oh. they got her to show up in one of the episodes. And later on, it turned into one of the actual episodes that was produced as part of the show. Yeah. But it was uh, an episode where she's a, um, she's a, looks like a woman, but might actually be a guy. <laughs> I think I've and, seen that episode. Yeah. And it was, it was amazing to me because I was just, I was into that, getting into that show. So I, and I heard that they had these tapes out there. So I went and looked it up and it, like one of the characters comes running over and goes, I just, I just met the most awesome girl in the world. And they, and they're, they're looking and they're going, yeah. <laughs> and, and he's going, he's going, what? It's what? He's going, dude, that's a guy. <laughs> no, no, the one right there. Yeah, that's yeah, a dude. Yeah. <laughs> then he, I've he seen one over. half of one episode of that show, and I can already envision the senior describing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then he, I was, I was shocked when they, the camera turns and it's her. I was like, holy shit! That's so it's like none of them are famous at this point. They're all just yeah. in this, you know. And then he goes over. He has that's like, what she really described. Though she really described. I, I love comedy. She was in Spy, yeah. which yeah. was a great movie, by the way. Uh, if you like that kind of comedy, um, but. She she did a great job in it. Yeah. She was like, oh man, I had so much fun. I would love to do more of that. So yeah, kind of, mm-hmm. but she's typecasting all these comic book sci fi stuff. Yeah, a lot of the time. She yeah. she's been yeah. um, a space courtesan. She's been an e- evil um, lizardy alien overlord. She's been a uh, a marine wife, but yeah. I have not seen her be. Um, the uh, sitcom mom. Actually, I hope I never see her. Oh, be the sitcom no. mom. I hope yeah, I no, never no, see her no, be no, the no. sitcom mom. No, and no, I know. No, no. Even <laughs> though she is a mom, actually. But yeah, that's, well, that's uh, actually you know, very easy to become. It is. Yeah, it is. From what I've heard. Yeah. I still have not become a mom, but one hundred percent of the people in the state cannot be. I thought you meant sitcom mom. <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, in theory, any of us could become a sitcom mom these days. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I that's true. So, yeah. Coming this fall <laughs> on UPN. I don't know about UPN. Maybe the WB. Well, okay. the WB has Arrow. We got to. Oh no, that's the CW. That's the C. No, CW is WB. Yeah, you're I right. Always, I still confuse that. All yeah. That stuff. The only place. Oh you're no, not ABC, get that. CBS, AB, ABC, and CBS would not have a tran- transgender mom. Are you sure? I don't know, but C- <laughs> I mean, now, you, now name, you're making me because I don't have uh, n- name something on CBS at all. I don't have people. <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were going to be a little more specific no. than that. <laughs> Can you name a show on CBS right now? Uh, uh, Law C- and Order? I, I don't know. CBS Evening News? <laughs> Cheating? No. But I believe my point is made. Yeah, it is. That's true. They, they went streaming, though, too. So, unfortunately, nobody wants to watch their shows, apparently. I don't know. I, I don't even know what the hell I. most of my shows are on, so... What are you gonna do? Uh, BBC well, is BBC America is going streaming next year. Uh, CW yeah. is wow. uh, for Arrow and, and yeah. Flash. Flash, um, Arrow, and ABC is Legends Agents of, of Shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legend of Tomorrow. I'm very much looking forward yes. to. Yes, it's mm-hmm. it, um, the other night watching Arrow was a um, the remote will generally be sitting between Tamara and I because each of us will suddenly have this need to pause it for different <laughs> reasons. Actually, in Flash, it's. <sighs> <laughs> So why is Black Sarah Newland so the um, oh the useless girl? There? Yeah, reporter. Yeah, I can't remember uh, her name. Iris. Iris. There you go. Iris, who apparently her only job is to look disapprovingly at Barry and stand there wearing inappropriate clothes for the scene. <laughs> and I love, I love. There's, there's been a couple of scenes where. Like Barry's having a flashback of like his friends and stuff, and like everyone's doing something, and she's there going like this. 
like everyone yeah. is actually doing something like you know blood pressure over here and computer over here and mathematics on the board over here but and then she's just standing there going I'm ready to write about this later. I will yes. blog the shit out of this once I get back to my laptop. Oh, my God. Well, why don't you have your laptop here now? <laughs> um, ridiculous. But she actually but looks like, like uh, from the show True Blood, there's a recurring character named Sarah Newland. Yeah. And um, who actually a pretty fun character, like religious nut job. I really got to finish it. And she, Iris looks basically just blackface her and i mean they could be twins it's really weird yeah. looking at them so tamara always calls her the black sarah newland because she can't remember her name um, <laughs> so usually it's her bitching about something the black sarah newland has done but um my wife does that the entire show of flash every time she comes on screen <sighs> my god why is she even here <laughs> <laughs> but then other times it's like wait 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 so why is this entire scene happening i'm like honey comic book that's I've just become my standard now. Comic book. <laughs> comic book. It's comic book. Well, the, the funny thing is, is that she, she, like my wife will do that, and I'll go. Yes, I agree with you. It's completely useless. And then I'll all of a sudden go. But wait, they're not even love interests anymore. What the fuck is she doing there? <laughs> and then I would get pissed, and then we'd end up talking about it and taking an hour and a half to watch a 45-minute episode. But in Arrow, <laughs> on the other hand, we'll pause and be like, oh, 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 Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Set up. Set up. <laughs> Obviously, we favor one show over the other. Yes. Yes. Arrow, is, it's a much more superior show. Who do you think's dead? Who do you think's in the grave? I... The, that is so open, and they showed us nothing at all. Um, obviously, only, they, for me, there's only two choices of characters you can get rid of off of that show. That you could get rid of? I, I guess you could actually get rid of Thea. Yep, that's um, one. Are we talking about characters we could get rid of or characters we want to get rid of? No, characters that <laughs> they could get rid of because they're not actually in the comic books. Oh, uh, Quentin. Uh, the no, Diggle, Diggle. Oh, Diggle, Diggle, and uh, Thea are the two that I thought of that you could get rid of. Sorry, I apologize. I know you have probably seen Arrow at all. That's but fine. The Green Arrow now, but mm-hmm. although the show is still just there. yeah, yeah. Um, I think they're playing us. I think it's going to be uh, like um, Laurel and Sarah's dad, Quentin. Lance. Oh, you think he's going to? Oh, my I think it'll wife be would him. be so angry if that happens. Or um, <laughs> she has a big, huge crush. Or it will be yeah. somebody that we haven't actually fully connected with yet, but or like Diggle's wife or something like that. It could be somebody from the other storyline, from when he's on the island and he, yeah. he, he, he finds somebody. Blah, the fact blah, blah, that blah. they didn't show us the name means they're completely playing us. Yeah. Uh, no, I have no doubt, but that that was just my theory. If they're going to get rid of any two characters, those are the two characters that I don't think are from the comic books, mm-hmm. so they could just easily get rid of them and not worry about that. Yeah, they've sort of um, exploded uh, the Red Arrow into an assortment of different characters. Yeah, it's just whoever can fit in the costume at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Which we were actually talking about. It's like, absolutely, because five foot two, 82-pound Thea would easily, easily put on her boyfriend's Red Arrow uh, coat and it would fit perfectly. <laughs> now, my, it, it's not like he's massive. Well, he's but not. But he's bigger than her. He is bigger than her. And I was uh, 
playing some stupid game on my phone and you know how you watch commercials once in a while or playing games or whatever you do on your phone yeah and he was in this commercial for this stupid app game <laughs> and i'm like hey oh my god that's that's uh what's his name and yeah it was him i'm i'm having bad uh bad even a worse name day than i usually have because he was actually on um teen wolf before he was on arrow which teen wolf is my I will freely admit, totally guilty pleasure. There, it's better than it needed to be. It's lots of but shirtless people. But it's still people. not good. And I will freely admit <laughs> the fact that, especially in the first couple of seasons, apparently this high school has gym class or sports practice like every period. <laughs> it's like, hey, math class is over. Time to go change in, get changed in the locker room and have a dialogue about something. Yes, we get it. They're hot young men. That's just nobody talks until they get in the locker room. Exactly. Well, men have trouble opening up unless they're mostly naked. Wait. (laughs) That's not true at all. I feel like that's opposite of usual. I I think (laughs) Although this is a fantasy world where it's kind of of the reason like clergy wears a lot of robes and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to admit a thing, do Mm. they? (laughs) (laughs) So what do you guys think of this beer? It's, um, this is the Deschutes. Is this mm-hmm. the Deschutes? Good. Yeah. Um, if it's less than ten dollars a six pack, I would totally buy it. Yeah. It's it's middle of the road three. This is quaffing beer. Exactly. This yeah. is hey, I've what? opened a beer and I'm quaffing beer. Oh, this whoa, is a, whoa, whoa. this is a beer I've just opened and I'm going to drink it. I will probably have four more tonight. I will not think about the fact that I'm drinking any of these beers, but I will enjoy the fact that I'm yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, we did. I honestly just have Crooks and it was flat. It wasn't warm, but it was flat. It was our warm up beer. So and and that then, was our warm up beer, and it just blew the shit out of this. I think uh, <laughs> even flat, <laughs> even flat, it, it it destroyed this oh, beer. So and fresh hops, they're usually one note, well, and you have to be careful mm. with them. And I think part of the problem with this is it is way too dark yeah. for a fresh hop. I think we're not getting the hop over the mm. over the amount of maltiness that's in this, so mm. it tastes fine. Yeah, it, it's not committing any beer sins. It's not as landing or anything. As landing. <laughs> oh my god, you just did it! Oh, he just created a, a new verb Ism. that needed to exist. <laughs> uh, but it is, uh, yeah, Don't it's be not impressive. Yeah. It is. It's. It's not. You know, not impressive. But I'd give it a three. It's middle. Yeah, level. that's exactly yeah. what I was gonna. I mean, that was more or less my reaction, which is it's good, but, but it's, there's nothing jumping the shoots, out at me. It's you know they're they're not perfect. Yeah. yeah. I'd say it's on the low end for the shoots. Yeah. Because they generally do things that excite me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this does not excite me. Yeah. Although, speaking of Aslanning, uh, it was just after <laughs> Aslan opened, maybe three, six months after they'd opened. I was at Elizabeth Station. And, um, there's kind of a group of us at Bereno tasting different things. I was trying to decide what I was going to fill a growler with. Mm-hmm. And kind of the guy next to me tasting things. It ended things, up being nothing. Um, <laughs> the. He mentioned something. And he's like, yeah, "I, I, I haven't really haven't disliked a beer this much since Aslan." <laughs> and then we were continuing to talk, and then the guy behind the bar is talking. and He's like, "Aslan," and I'm like, "I've noticed that half of this town whispers every time they say Aslan because yeah. we're like probably saying Jew something talking about bad. cancer." <laughs> yeah. Like a New York Jew. Oh my it's God! Cancer. It's it's the Aslan. This beer has the Aslan. <laughs> I don't want to attract it to my other beer. <laughs> it's just—it's a buzzkill to say that, so you have to whisper it. You know, you don't want to. I, but as I'm ringing, I did actually end up filling a growler and ringing yeah. me up. I'm like, "Have you noticed that everyone in this town seems to whisper when they 
say S like? <laughs> and he's like, of course, I mean, he's, he works in the Sabbath. He played it cool. He didn't, you know, dive right in with me. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> the uh, former bar manager at the local. Unfortunately, Aslan thinks everyone speaks of them in hushed tones <laughs> because it's uh, <laughs> reverent. <in> all- <laughs> <laughs> the the former bar manager at the local uh, once told me that um, Aslan had the record for the fastest and the slowest keg ever there. The oh. fastest was when they had an Aslan night and Aslan and all of their friends descended on them, and 45 <laughs> minutes later, the keg was empty. Then another thing came in box. like that. It was before Aslan even opened. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, then a week later, they got another one of their beers on tap that that I think they finally took it off before it blew because wow. no one yeah. was drinking it. Wow. In Bellingham, you can't go half-assed on beer, man. You just cannot. Which I've, do I've it. spoken with so yeah. many people who said I actually tasted their beer before they opened, before they started doing this and it was really 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 good yeah so i think it's just scale i'm hoping i've actually had a couple of things there that i've enjoyed yeah um their gargoyle actually their gargoyle single hop is really good it's just honestly good and drinkable um and i've had a couple other things that i'm like wow they got rid of the um an army of skunks farted in my mouth (laughs) taste that their beer (laughs) frequently finishes (laughs) is it really called that i know it's army of frogs what is a group of skunks (laughs) That was great. A stank of skunks? (laughs) If it's not, it should be. That was awesome. Or a pew of skunks? A pew of skunks. I like it. I like it. A chorus of skunks. Well, (laughs) for you. (laughs) You don't know why. Or you completely knocked me off the rails with that. Um, uh, We've had a couple. (laughs) God damn it. In the last uh, ten episodes, twenty episodes, we've had a couple of Aslan beers where we were. That was Aslan. Like the, I love how you uh, say Aslan. Aslan. It's Aslan beer. Um, where it was it was? Uh, we were all surprised. We were like, mm-hmm. "Wow, we don't actually completely hate this." It's. I must admit, I've okay. bought a six pack of their batch fifteen a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good drinkable bad. IPA. It's yeah. and if it's the only thing that's you know around that they don't have something else, yeah. that I, I I'll pick it up. You're it's like, oh god, I, it's, I guess it's this or. Right here. So I guess it's batch 15. It's, it's $2 cheaper than the space dust, so I will get that. That's right. Save enough to buy a house. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think we've expressed that many times, though, that it would be nice if they just sort of, you know, the guy, because the guy's known for going out on Facebook and, and slashing, you know, oh, lashing out at people. defending himself. Yeah, like which is kind of childish, and it's it's like, just take the criticism. Some of it's just bullshit. Some of it's real criticism. Just take it and Try to improve. Yeah. And I, 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 I think uh, we've talked about that many times. It would be nice if uh, behind the scenes he was actually taking it seriously and trying to figure out what he was doing wrong. So maybe. Which maybe we don't know. He and he be. might or, be. Yeah. He may be. Yeah, I mean, so. I, uh, working with writers, which is something like herding cats, um, <laughs> sometimes you have to pay less attention to what they're saying and more attention to what they're doing because they'll be like, I can't believe rah, 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 rah. And then 20 minutes later I get the thing that I need. So I'm like, okay, I can listen to you bitch for 20 minutes if it means I get what I need. Okay. That's the price you pay for getting the work done. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. If you ever have the opportunity to not work with freelancers, I strongly encourage <laughs> Nice. Nice. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. How about those loud people? How about those loud people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, which right. Are, loud uh, people, which... Uh-huh. We, um, I watch Jeopardy every night. It's... 
I, I stopped for a while and then I got back into it. So it records even, you know, if I'm running my game or something like that, I watch it the next day at lunch. And we just had a 13-time champion who went over $400,000 defeated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Matt something. Yeah, um, yeah I watched Who sort of though. looked like um, he was about to kill a bitch. Yeah, that's yeah. what Every time you know, like, it comes on, he's, he's standing there like... He reminded me of uh, Christian. Was it a Christian Bale? Was in a American, American Psycho. Psycho. That's yeah. what it reminded me of. It reminded me of he's trying to project that he's happy. He's a happy winner, but it keeps coming to the surface. That <laughs> exactly, he's like it's a like, psychotic killer. And his smile was like, it's like a Morticia or like a Wednesday Adam smile. It's like need to smile, need to smile, need to smile. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly, exactly. So, but he was an amazing competitor, yeah. very quick. And yeah. I mean, the shit this guy knew about. It. I'm like, and, I'm I'm a trivia buff, and I'm just like. Yeah, that's random general he from would, a war of eighteen twelve uh, auxiliary yeah. group that came over from Prussia <laughs> to support the French. How do you know that? How does any it human was, being know that? He was, and it was fast too. It was like wasn't like a lot of thinking about it. He would just hit the buzzer and boom, that was it. Next, except next during one. double de- uh, during his, the daily doubles, yeah. where he's incredibly deliberate. It's like he has fifteen seconds to answer. He answers on second fourteen. He's like. <laughs> He wants to create a little tension. So he he gets defeated. Um, well, hold then, on, hold on. He doesn't. He didn't get defeated. I I felt like he just. It, it was not so much. How do I phrase this? Um, it wasn't that the other guy beat him. It's that he screwed up a couple times. And like he uh, he he knew one of the answers. That's how you get defeated, by the way. Well, no, but <laughs> and then he he called himself on it. Yeah, he admitted that he didn't know the answer, even though they he gave said it to the, him. Yeah, he. Um, there was a situation where it was talking about the French word for with. Yeah. yeah it was yeah, yeah. Um, starts with two letter words that start with A was the category. Yeah. And Avec. he said all. Yeah. Um, and Patrick, uh, Patrick, Alex heard all, which would be correct, A U. Yeah. Um, but Wait, he Alex said. Trebek is still alive and still doing the show? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then during the break. He actually told, said, no, I said al, like Spanish A-L, al. And so he called himself on it, which, which yeah. got him back. And then the Tamara, actually, of the three competitors, me and Tamara, she was the only one who got the final Jeopardy, which was the Space Needle. I looked, um, I looked it up. <laughs> I didn't want to not know. <laughs> he, uh, so then the next night, it's the, our, our new champion who got defeated. And then, yeah. uh, so viewers i hope you've watched this by now <laughs> viewers listeners um and then guy in oh, the, the gal over filled. here who's she did well it was actually a really close game and then guy in the middle who talks like this during everything <laughs> i am so nervous i'm gonna screech everything out i will take three letter words for 500 alex and ever it's like it was weirdly conspicuous like um, they don't do five hundred anymore. Oh, hey, tell him that, not me. <laughs> I was just quoting. Uh, but it was really distracting listening to him. He yeah. it wasn't so much when he was responding, but every time he selected a clue, yeah, it was like he was top uh, of his lungs. Yeah, uh, I think he um. Took a couple years of theater in high school, learned how to project to a crowd, and just yes. instantaneously did that. <laughs> yeah. like, Dude, you have a mic. <laughs> we can hear you. They're very good mics. Yeah. How long has that show been on? Like 50 years? Jeopardy oh, has been on. This is its 
32nd season? Really? Yeah. 42nd season? Uh, 40. I would think 40. I remember crazy. it being on when I was a little kid. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, it's be been 40. around forever. Yeah. It is 42nd season because they just had a battle of the decades, which involved but, people from, I believe, four seasons. Oh, no kidding. Four, four decades, excuse me. Oh, that's cool. Um, they But they had like a, didn't they have a, a short period of time where the show wasn't on the air and then they revived We're talking about the, the current one has been oh, there was the actually an one. earlier version of Jeopardy before Alex Trebek was oh the, my God. Was wow. the host. Wow. Back during like the fifties or sixties. Back during the initial rise of game shows. Wow. Supposed to be the sixties. It's amazing. I don't know. But I just know that show has been on for plenty ever. And yeah. it's been Alex Trebek the whole time. He's uh Wow. He, 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 <laughs> sometimes <laughs> he he does a good job of poking fun at his own uh his own age and time doing it and things like that. He's like, well, that's a little over my head. And then he'll go back to his podium. Um, but uh, Tamara found something on Reddit. There was a Jeopardy thing, somebody doing it there. You know, I always fast forward through the interviews because I want the clues. I give zero shits about who these people are. Yeah. And um, um, it's a little sociopathic of me, but yeah, whatever. And, um, but apparently there's one where this, he's like, so, um, I understand, unlike most people, you were hoping for snow for your wedding. He's like, yeah, I really wanted snow day for my wedding. Unfortunately, the weather turned right before and I didn't get it, but I did get eight inches the next day. <laughs> and then the caption on Reddit was, you know exactly what you said. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, my that is beautiful. That's great. I approve. <laughs> yes. If you can sneak shit like that in on, on, on national well, TV. Did you see the, the thing about the woman who went on purely to make jokes about the show the whole time? She didn't go on to win at all. And she got to Final Jeopardy. And she actually... Um, they, the, the Don't you need questions. to be like, vetted to get on that show? Well, you she do, got yeah. through. Somehow she got through. And this was uh, all over the internet about a month ago. But she got on. Yes, and she, she intentionally wrote that the last answer was, a, was supposed to be a song. Sorry. I'll share. Oh, was, no. It's fine. I'll just sit here and weep. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, I'll do that. But uh, it was supposed to be the answer was a, it was a song title. And so she wrote The Battle of Turd Ferguson, uh-huh. which is the joke name from Saturday Night Live version of Jeopardy. And so once he read that, she had stated that it was her goal to get him to say that on, on TV. And so as soon as he did it, she went, yeah. <laughs> of course. That was also on Reddit. <laughs> That's awesome. That was great. But speaking of loud people, today I was leaving work, and there was a restaurant down on the bottom floor of the building where I work, and I was walking past. Cosmos? The- yes. And the restaurant has some, some tables out front. It's some of their stuff is really good. Some of their stuff is merely okay. They actually, their happy hour Manhattan is worth drinking. Yeah. Uh, their pork adobo, actually really flavorful. Yeah. And they right. do well, good clams. All I know is we are, we're on the second clams? floor. Is it clams? Maybe mussels. And when they're doing their prep Ooh, in the mussels, morning, mussels. and it's suddenly the whole building starts flooding with the smell of grilling meat. And vegetables being cooked. It's just like, oh my God, man. I can't, nobody, everybody upstairs, you can see it on everybody's face at my workplace. It's just like we're all going, I can't fucking take this anymore. <laughs> Let's all go downstairs and drink and eat. Yeah, that's a lot of people end up going down there. Um, but uh, today I was walking past and they have tables out on the sidewalk, a little cordoned off area, mm-hmm. and there's tables there. And I'm walking by and these two guys um, dressed in, like, I guess business casual. They look fairly neat, tidy, yuppie types. They're sitting there, and as I'm walking by, the guy fairly loud is saying to the other guy, he says, yeah, I don't think she swings that way. And the other guy says, yeah, no matter what I do, she won't take it in the ass. (laughs) I'm just like, what? 
you're on the sidewalk. Hey, straight guys, <laughs> you must be white and on the sidewalk. I have talking to admit, about inappropriate shit. Honestly, I have to admit that there, uh, when I'm with some groups of friends, it's like we are selective about where in a restaurant we sit because we know our conversations yeah. are not going to be appropriate. That's yeah. exactly right. Um, but sometimes we just end up in a place and it's not like the conversation magically becomes appropriate just because right. they happen no, to see right. us right up front. That's immediately what I thought. I thought you guys need to be kind of in the back of the restaurant in the shady part with the <laughs> secluded table. Speaking slightly quieter oh, about whatever this is. That's funny. And then I was going to, you know, turn around and go, hey, mm-hmm. you know, my friend Mike says if you ease him into it. It is, <laughs> um, it is uh, they're in their 31st season. They started in 1984. Really? Wow. Well, at least For they Jeopardy. were around when no, I was a kid. Flashing back. Yeah. <clears throat> the magic of IMDb. It has served us well today, actually. Yeah. We it, should, has. it has. We should just have a giant IMDb screen that auto responds to anything we need to do. <laughs> and automatically adds things. <clears throat> That's supposed to be our uh, that we make up our about intern. Who's yeah, not, our, our intern is not here. She's putting siding on her house. Who doesn't want to be an intern anymore, I don't think. She's not looking things up anymore. <laughs> she never did. <laughs> Sorry. She never did obey our, our orders. No, so. You don't pour it like a Coke. I'm oh going to pour God. it just like <laughs> Oh, okay. He just took <laughs> what, a what episode can of this is this of IPA Rick? and then poured it like a Coke. Over so after ice. 67 beer plus no threes, you still can't pour a fucking beer. I just don't care to pour it correctly. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but you casually just like see right now. My glass is about. 40% beer, 60% head. Which, it's... in some cases, is a great ratio. <laughs> but when one is drinking beer, it's not. Pouring beer, especially. You know what's funny is I worked at a pizza place when I was in my early 20s where I actually learned how to pour beer correctly. So I do know better. So this is just childhood rebellion. <laughs> you brought that up before, and you must have forgotten. I did. I or did. you just know how to do it from a tap. If it, you had a tap. This is, yeah, fine. this is me rebelling against the It's boss. willful disobedience. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I'm standing be, up to the man. Be careful if we do have a tie. If we keep on pushing, he might get colicky and start crying. <laughs> Could happen. It's no. It's been known it's, to happen. It's, n- it's been known to happen. Well, in all fairness, the line between grown man and crying infant is incredibly <laughs> small. Yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. Although, unfortunately, <clears throat> she. I'm not 100% certain if she will agree with me on this. I think she probably would. Tamara's a bigger baby when she's sick than I am. Oh, no. Oh, you haven't met my wife. She has had an ingrown toenail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For like two months. Yeah. I hear about it every day. (laughs) It hurts so much. I couldn't even exercise today. It hurts so much. I couldn't even get on the bicycle. My shoes. Yeah. It's like, oh my god! I really wish you would try and imitate her accent when you do that. I I don't because I don't do I it don't well. hear it. All I hear is the way she pronounces words. Yeah. So that 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 is a little different. <laughs> but well, I don't in, really hear the accent. In her anymore. defense, it is a very painful. I've had them before too. Oh, I've had uh, I've had um, not only this nail. Yeah. Um, like I crushed it in between two chairs, mm-hmm. and it grew out and then fell off. No, but I think part you need of to... it kept growing, and then I 
Um, every time I put an cl- item of clothing on, every time I reached into something, yeah. it would pull back one part that didn't, and it would rip and oh, rip and rip God. until the nail was no. just bleeding and bleeding and bleeding. Yeah. And it hurt like immensely, immensely. Yeah. And on top of this, I had an ingrown toenail as well, yeah. which I clipped, left alone, yeah. and it was fine. But my wife can't leave anything alone. Yeah. She obsesses over it for at least 30 minutes a day. She's like clipping and <laughs> scraping and which is of course going to make things a little Are you bit mansplaining? Worse. What? <laughs> Are you mansplaining? Am I mansplaining? What does that mean? It's that condescending yeah. way. Actually, this will say wait amazingly well into the movie. It's that condescending way that men <laughs> will explain things uh, to women and that it's like um, basically imagine um, anytime a woman appears before Congress <laughs> Oh, when they're like, they yeah. almost do this little like, you're cute. Yeah. yeah. Okay, allow, okay, allow us to explain to you how things really work. <laughs> no, no. And uh, I'm not no, even mansplaining at this I, point. I, I I'm just have... like, and I would love to say, honey, just leave it alone. I yeah. know you kind of obsessed over it, but she just obsesses over things, mm-hmm. right? We all obsess over stupid little shit. Yeah. I get I have, that. I when, understand. Mm, but yeah. it's just like, uh, I have to hear about it every fucking yeah. uh, When I was about 19 oh. or 20, I had an ingrown toenail, though, that went on. I left. I let it go for like, over a year, oh, don't do that. Yeah. And it it continued going in, and basically it was growing into my toe, and yeah. my toe turned purple. You like, didn't cut your fucking nail for a year? No, no, no. I cut my nail, but it kept claw. No, but an ingrown toenail can happen. Yeah, it was in the side. It was in the side. You cut that down? No, if you cut it too short, it sometimes will cause the nail to curve under and start growing into your toe. Absolutely. And that's what I was doing. And I thought for a while, I thought the fix was to keep cutting it shorter. But you were just making it worse. And I waited way too long, and I remember going finally going to my doctor, and he, he, you know, I told him oh, I have an ingrown toenail. You need to look at this, and of course, he's, like, he's thinking you don't have an ingrown toenail. You have a freaking parasite, and I, it's taking yeah. over your foot. Yeah, and he basically, I've never heard uh, any of my doctors ever do what he he basically. I I you know took my shoes and socks off and showed it to him. He goes, <gasps> <laughs> and I was my like, God, man, what have you done? I was like, it doesn't hurt. It's fine. He goes, Are you looking to lose your toe? He goes, you're very close to having it amputated. And I was like... Was it infected or something? Yeah, it was really oh, bad. Oh, shit. And so he's like, uh... I'm really surprised it didn't he hurt. He goes, we're gonna... It hurt a little bit, but it wasn't that bad. It really wasn't that bad. It was but it, it looked, like, really hot and What finally prompted me... Yeah, that what finally prompted me to go to the doctor was that it finally started getting... It actually started turning... Noticeably turning color. Very dark, purpley kind Did of color. Did it smell bad? No, no, actually, no. Not really. It didn't. It really didn't. <laughs> so but it wasn't it was, an aggressive infection. Yeah, but it was swelling, and I was finally, I was like, okay, maybe I need to go see a doctor about this. But he was like, the guy was shocked. He was like, oh, well, my why God. Why didn't you just use your free health care? Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I didn't live in Sweden at the time. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. But, uh, yeah, that was, I had that, um, I had to have that cut. I think that was removed. a comment for Dave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember um, I was laying back, and they had a, they had a anesthetized my, uh, my foot. And he was down there cutting, and, and I didn't want to look, obviously. And I remember the nurse standing next to him at the time while he was doing this, and I could feel, like, tugging sensations down there. And all of a sudden, the nurse was, like, looking. Like, she looked terrified. <laughs> she, <laughs> and she looked like, and the doctor actually sensed it, and he looked at her, and he goes, do you need to go for a bit? And she goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she walked out. Maybe she's like, "God, what did you do to yourself?" <laughs> I did. It's. I just was stupid about that kind of stuff back then. I just thought, eh, as long as it doesn't hurt, it's no big deal. Yeah, and I, I did that with strep throat once. Yeah, which oh, is bad because that can good. go to your heart. Yeah, I had strep throat yeah. so often when I was a kid. It's like 
like basically from to twelve it. to twenty-five, yeah. once or twice a year. Yeah. And uh, don't you need antibiotics? To yes. Yeah. So I was on antibiotics a lot, and I'm like, oh, my throat hurts, and then it sort of faded away and was just sort of a dull burn. I'm like, oh, it's probably allergies, yeah. and then it flared up, and then I'd be like, maybe I should go to the doctor. Then it would subside a little bit. I'm like, okay, just allergies, <laughs> and then like almost a year later, I've been like, okay, this is stupid. I go in, it's like, how long has this been happening? I don't know, September. He's like, so a week? I'm like, last September? <laughs> He's like, that's bad. <laughs> and, um, wow. That's when I learned that strep bacteria can attack your heart if you let it go too long. Yeah. Um, and it's also where I learned that pain is not the best thing to go on when you're trying to self diagnose. Yeah. But mm-hmm. what I was going to say when you're talking about, um, crushing your finger between two chairs. I don't yeah. think that's a fair interpretation. I think you need to go with the Spanish way of describing these things because the chairs hit themselves on your finger. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's just like when you drop something in Spanish, drop something in Spanish, it fell itself from you. You did not drop it. <laughs> well, that explains a lot about my wife. Semi cayo. It's never her fault. No say. No say. Semi yeah. cayo. It's, it's very rompo. It broke itself at me. <laughs> that is literally how it translates. It's I like, blame the lamp for breaking itself. God it damn broke it. itself at me. Semi <laughs> pago. It hit itself at me. I don't know. Gotta love language. Well, I'm gonna have to let the toilet go take some pee from me. So I'll be right back. <laughs> it doesn't work for that. <laughs> okay, that was awesome. That was funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of Spanish, we just watched a movie. Should we start talking about in Espanol? In, in Espanol, it was Espanol too. It was, it although is. it's not. It's Espanol even there because that's not a C yeah. or a Z. Yeah, I think, yeah, it is only the season Z. It's That's only why they don't say Z. it for gracias. Like, gracias is gracias there because it's not a C or a Z. Gracias is a C. Is it a C? Yeah. So it's gracias? It's, it's gracias. Okay. Yeah. See, shows you what I fucking know. <laughs> um, I just watch their movies and they're fucking awesome. So. And you read the subtitles so you don't have to worry about speaking Spanish. Well, I still, I, it, it's amazing how, uh, I mean, I do understand a bit of Spanish. And the parts you, where they were swearing and running away, you probably understand better than no, the parts where they're just no, standing they're, around. A lot of their swear words I did not understand. Because, well, because they were because not in, accurately in Mexico, translated. Like, uh, coger is their swear word. In, in Spanish, they coher everything. So <laughs> in Spain, Spanish, they coher everything. So I didn't really, I didn't understand uh, a lot of their swear words, but I understood. And that. returning to the table is the man with the smallest bladder on the planet. <laughs> Where? Where? <laughs> I want his autograph. You were gone for like two seconds. <laughs> I know. I think he only went into the hallway and just pissed on the carpet. I, I couldn't make it, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, I peed in the laundry room and then came back. He just opened the door to the garage. If, and if just I break right seal there. during the course of the podcast, I will be gone for roughly an hour. <laughs> so just plan for that. <laughs> There are actually times I'm pissing. I'm like, I am so bored. I wish this would stop. Why won't it stop? I knew I should have brought a book. (laughs) While you're pissing? Nice. Apparently, I'm going to open up that PDF and just read the whole thing. I was saving some for later. That's in my defense. That is is silly. I just cut myself off and said, you know what? I'm going to stop this now. (laughs) No, I... I don't want to overdo it. The, the toilet can only handle so much at a time. 
We are in Frontierland. And you know what? We've only just gotten indoor plumbing here. I don't want to flush right now. I'll flush later, so I'm only going to pee a little bit. That's right. Well, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. Yeah. As I've heard, now I just need to teach my daughter that. <laughs> it's, the, it's the second part she's I, having trouble with, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah, that's very yes. common for kids. Like, age. Nikita, there's a giant turd in the bowl, and I know I didn't do it. <laughs> like, Papa, that's Dad, embarrassing. I'm like, it's what just about you the, and me here. What about the environment? What are you embarrassed of? What about the environment, Dad? <laughs> why, no. are you, why do you yes. hate the she's earth? She's not old enough to give a shit about anything but herself. So, Well, Nikita's basic um, premise for life is let it burn, so... <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Dad, I have to go all the way up. Unfortunately, there. she sings that Grab stupid song from Fozard when she says that. <laughs> let, let it burn. burn. Let it burn. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway, his, his Spanish was a segue to the movie that yes. we're, yeah. we've yes. watched, and he was just describing, well, I, hopefully yes. uh, we will get to his, his opinion of the movie. Mm-hmm. So um, I have to admit that um, I had to approach this on like different parts of my brain um it was a i thought it was a fucking funny movie oh it's supposed to be funny it's supposed to be the entire thing and at first i'm like is this the most sexist movie ever (laughs) or the most conspicuously making fun of how sexist spanish men are movie by the end of it i decided it was the latter um Mm -hmm. the fact that every man at some point went off on a pity party about how the women in their life emasculate them. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is, this is interesting. Um, and possibly worst dad ever. <laughs> but just kidding. 10-year-old into a holdup. That was one of my favorite seasons where the mom sees the kid with two guns. Just I actually <laughs> love that, he, that the kid, Sergio, was... The most effective criminal of the group of them. Yes. The only thing Tony had going for him was that he was pretty. Yeah. Nothing else. Um, the cab driver was funny. I don't think I ever caught his name. Um, Clavo? No. Manuel. Manuel, yes. Yeah. Manuel. Yeah. yeah, it was Juan, Sergio, Tony, Manuel. Um, no, Jose. Jose, yes, you're right. Jose, Jose. was our kind of main character. Jose. Antonio, which is the pretty guy. Tony, yeah. I think Clavo. Clavo was the, uh, the cab driver. Uh, Manuel was one of the, the, uh, the cops. Manuel, it was Manuel. No, I think Man- Manuel was the driver. Manuel was the driver? Yeah, yeah. So who's Clavo? Claudio and... Is he the uh, guy in the trunk? Uh, Claudio and who's the other? Clavo. Is he the guy in the trunk? Um, let's see. No, that's all I got. Let me I read. just got these. Um, here you go. Go ahead and read. Um... The rest are all females because they're all. It's most of the cast is female. Yes, but oh, yeah. that—that's what I loved about it was it was essentially making fun of men because they all complained about these things about women, and then these other women, these witches, became those. They were calling them witches and bitches, and yeah. and and these they do this, they do that, and then of course all these, it, it all came true. You know, the cops aren't on here, which is okay. part of what's happening. That's so. That's I it. think. Um, Sergio is on there. Sergio. 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 Yeah. Um, I think Calvo. I mean, my shitty Spanish. It was the creepy uh, brother of the ancient witch. Ah, uh, yes. The, I think the, that was Calvo. Um, 
The twitchy-eyed guy. The twitchy-eyed guy, yeah. I don't think uh, the guy who wanted to get to, he had a job interview and spent most of the time in the trunk <laughs> and then had his fingers cut off. Yeah, he's not on here. He's not believe. on there. I don't uh, and the but cops aren't on there. He had his fingers cut off. I think, didn't somebody bite off his nose uh, at cut one off point? Cut off his ear. Oh, his ear. That yeah. was it. Yeah. Cut off yeah. his ear. And then fed it to the wife. The well, ex-wife. she spit it out. Her, she really didn't have the stomach for it. <laughs> and I love how Bitchy Axe's wife becomes literally a witch. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, well, it, it is It is told from the perspective of the man. Yes. But it's also completely making fun of all of those. Yeah. They even have the, the witch making the... Tony and uh, Jose kiss like yeah. the Spanish masculine nightmare. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> kissing men; they do that all the time. Kissing men while women are around. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, they do the they do the two kisses, so. and then that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I know that's not what you're talking about. But it's not gay if you have a girlfriend or fiance back home, or being forced into it by a witch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I love how. Mom, I can't remember her name, but she's like wandering around in the scene and she's like, stop doing that. Go do this instead. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> she's annoying you. Pretty much. But, but yeah, um, I actually, Wednesday, I sent uh, Jeff and I, and I'm like, this must be a movie you chose. <laughs> and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> I said, yes, it is. It is a movie I chose because it's so much. It's my, so enjoyable. But. It's an Espanol, which was my first hint. Well, I, I watch a lot of foreign films. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and then I love uh, that they decided to be inconspicuous by dressing up as um, street performers and thus being the most identifiable people there. Um, <laughs> I love that for roughly half the movie... Tony still had green paint around his ears, <laughs> like that. and that he actually spoke. Was probably the conversations he had with Sergio were probably better than any conversation Jose ever had with Sergio. Yeah, um, and that uh, of course their grand uh, enemy were just uh, the very embodiment of the women they didn't know how to deal with, and then mm-hmm. Jose ends up getting together with one of them anyway. Yep, <laughs> I. I Love the movie, but so, so you, you would buy the movie a beer, right? I would buy the movie a beer. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I actually might show Tamara the movie. We, yeah, I watched it while I was, you know, uh, during my lunch and after work before she would get home. Mm-hmm. But I, I think she would probably uh, find it amusing. And that, that's one thing I, I like to do. And unfortunately, I was I was only able to stay awake for about half the movie with my wife. But I like watching these movies that we're we're gonna review on the on the uh, podcast with yeah. my wife because we talk about it afterwards and it's fun to get you know a different perspective or you know just mm-hmm. to, to get some perspective from yourself and vocalize it and and unfortunately i didn't get to do that but mm-hmm. but i absolutely love this so rick movie, so. tell me what did you what think? did you i'm gonna surprise movie? you guys and say that i would buy the movie a beer but i would buy the first hour of the movie a beer I made you didn't it like an, the big goddess I made it an thing. Hour, I made it an hour and a half into the movie. That is mo- one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen. I, all the things that you guys just <laughs> talked the about. The big tits. Yeah. And then I went on to like IMDb or one of those, or IMDb, AMDB, IMDb or one of those places, and it actually said keywords, female nudity. And I'm like, I don't remember anyone getting big floppy tits. Okay, really, that is your female nudity? I must not have made it that far because I'm not quite sure what you're talking about. But the uh, 
the uh, the first half of the movie, I I thought it was great. Even though I'll tell you right up front, I hate the combination of comedy and horror. I really, really hate that. It just really? grates on my That's fucking. That's right. You nerves. didn't like. Uh, I didn't like Dead did Snow. I didn't like Housebound. I hate those fucking movies. I can handle a comedy that's that's spoofing horror, and I can handle a horror movie that's got funny parts in it. But trying to combine the two genres that evenly just ugh, just drives me crazy. See, but I this was I didn't okay find it that they did that in this yeah. movie. This I didn't to find me struck me as a comedy with yeah. horror elements. That's right. Yeah. That, yeah, that's about forty-five minutes into it. I realized, okay, I'm watching a comedy that's just pulling in. I can handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this completely different thing than Dead Snow. And I was picking up on all the stuff you were talking about about the misogyny and stuff like that. That's that's very clearly in there. Mm-hmm. And I thought it absolutely just peaked. When the young witch falls in falls for the guy and she's chasing him through the you know she's following him through and trying to help him and then they have that argument that we've all had and he says what do you want me to say <laughs> and I was like oh my fucking god this but for me after that point it started to feel really slapsticky like the like the cops and the mom missing the kid standing out on the road and then the the huge crowd of people chasing the guys through the house like a Benny Hill skit or something I was just like. This went from really clever and really talking on a whole other level yeah. and doing all this kind of cool kind of not, maybe not social commentary but at least they're, they're spoofing things. No, I think I think there level. was a lot of social commentary with the the, the yeah. gender ridiculousness. But that, and then that, when yeah. it just kind of it felt like it descended into it almost felt like somebody else took over writing the thing and they were like, "Well, how do we end this? Oh, let's do a goofy chase through the house and let's do, you know, everybody, oh, do they just happen to be missing the That's kid literally the how the movie ended was a goofy chase. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I will I, I still will. no idea how the hell they got out of that. You're being chased by an army of witches that apparently is tireless and many of them can fly and you're running across the field they didn't even try and write how they got away from that. They just did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will finish watching the movie. I just kind of got a you little... You will finish watching the movie? I will. I finished? will because I liked it. I liked the first hour and I'm at least willing to go ahead and finish <laughs> it off. But I just got annoyed. I was like, God, this is this got really dumb suddenly. So while you were describing that, yeah. I realized that the structure and pacing of the movie is actually a lot like an argument. Although I, I have to admit that I'm coming at this a little bit blind because... Um, that type of argument I have literally never had. Mm-hmm. Um, my boyfriend in high school and I didn't argue. We just had sex, sex. a lot and then yeah. suddenly broke up. And then <laughs> Tamara and I don't argue like that. Yeah. Um, she understands that uh, even when she's feeling really anxious about something or anything like that, A, um, spouting irrational how can you possibly not make me the center of your entire existence doesn't fly very well because nobody can be the center of anybody's existence so we've never had that sort of a fight ever but watching it now i realize the entire pacing of the movie could actually be distilled in a way down to a a fight between two people yeah the pacing of the movie in a weird way does sort of end up feeling like an argument then okay you sort of have the initial trigger the obvious Wow, you took our son to a holdup. That's completely fucking ridiculous. Right. And then sort of the run around we're chasing after. It's like, you did this. No, I didn't. You did this. No, I didn't. You did this. No, I didn't. And then 
I think any argument that gets really heated goes into that absurd place where yes. you're not actually even arguing about anything anymore. You're just saying stupid bullshit. Well, yeah. it's funny how arguments like that, especially between uh, uh, people who when are, you're invested, when, when you're invested, absolutely, uh, that the argument is either not about what the argument's about, or it becomes yeah. something that yeah. the argument's not about. Yeah. <laughs> it's and, like it and me, me and my crazy. wife often like have to check ourselves. <laughs> you know, you have to check yourself. Going, wait, what are we arguing about again? Yeah, it always yeah. comes down to that, and then you both go, I. Don't remember. Wait, this is not about me not putting the cheese away, is it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it drives me crazy when you get down to that point where you're actually backtracking and arguing about what you said a few minutes ago. It's like, well, why did you just say that? I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. You said it. No, I didn't. Here, let me pull out my recorder. <laughs> yes, you fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have the last uh, two minutes? I'm sorry, read me and my wife but... just had that. We had something like that last night. I come home from work. It took me way you too asshole. long to get fucking come home from work. <laughs> He's clearly in wow, the <laughs> exactly. And uh, I come in, I I give her the shrimp that I bought, yeah. and uh, we realize that the shell is still on the shrimp. Just like they took the heads off and the the, the feet off, but they oh. didn't take the shell off. Yeah. And so it's like, oh shit, okay. And so we start pulling them out of this hot pan and try to get it off. Yeah. And meanwhile, she has rice she's already made, and then she was making hamica over here. Yeah. And then I get done with that. She gets done with that. I walk away. I take off work, which is what I call it. I take off work. And the tie. <laughs> my dad, uh, my yeah. brother calls it his lawyer drag. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. It's nice. my uniform. I have to take it off at the end of the day. Otherwise, I still feel like I'm at work. Yeah. And uh, I go upstairs, and then all of a sudden you hear this, Jeff, what no. the hell? You heard and I'm it, like, you heard EF. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's really what you hear. You, Jeff! That was, that was almost she, she, perfect. That was she, that, not that Jeff. Could, she can't get she, she gets Jeff! Jeff! No, Jeff. she has a little before. Yeah. But no. Jeff! It's like trying to say Jeff and Jeff right at the same time. But in my wife's defense, she can't say like Ch. Like, uh, what's a Spanish word with uh, CH in it? Chicle. Uh, chicle. Uh, she oh. can't say chicle. It, like even in Spanish, she yeah. has a hard time with the ch. Yeah. So of course, beach is going to be a really hard time with her, and bitch is a really hard time. <laughs> and of course, for anybody she that speaks the Spanish, beach. they're the same fucking word. Yeah. But she knows the difference. She just has a hard time saying it. Right. Right. But that's yeah. neither here nor there. But she and and all of a sudden she's like, "Why did you turn this burner on?" I'm like, "I didn't touch a burner. I got home, helped you with shrimp, went upstairs, and took off my clothes." <laughs> No happy ending. <laughs> in any sense of the word. <laughs> in any sense of the word. But I'm like, oh, I was and then of course we start arguing, awesome. and it becomes less and less about the stupid burners. And, and I, I just was like, oh, honey, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I can't do this. <laughs> and she went, okay, let's let's just go fucking eat. You know, <laughs> there's some point in an argument with married people where they just like, fuck it, let's just do this. Well, there's the. Oh wait, do either of us actually have anything to argue about, or are we just sort of cranky from the day? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, I think that was pretty much how yeah. it went. Yeah. That that actually that happened on Tuesday. <laughs> Tamara gets home. We're hosting my D and D game, and or maybe it was Monday night before. The, no, it was Tuesday, and it's like I made dinner while she was up showering after the gym, and. I'm like, hey, let's go down and have dinner. She's like, oh, I have a couple of things to do before dinner. I'm like, oh, no. I mean, dinner's done. I have made dinner. Because last night I said, 
go ahead and go to the gym after work. You'll have the car. I will just get us all ready for gaming beforehand, which includes us eating. Mm-hmm. And um, there was just a little bit of a back and forth, and then we're both like, oh, oh wait, we've had long-ass days at work. Maybe maybe we could yeah. not bring that to the situation. Yeah. <laughs> I always love it. Deanne and I fall prey to that all the time, even after, what, 23? I think we're 23 years at this point, something like that. God, yeah. I don't even know. 23, 19. Something... How, how old were you when you guys kind of got together? Uh, if you counted those 17? years, we lived together for three years beforehand. So that's yeah, I know. Longer, but you but, um, you got together like seventeen. 18? I was nineteen, yeah, and she was seventeen, okay, or yeah. eighteen. I was like nineteen that. and Tamara was seventeen. Oh when yeah, we got yeah. together. Yeah, but um, yeah, we we've fall- been friends for three years before that. Yeah, yeah, that's almost exactly the same with us. Um, we uh, it's it's stupid how often we fall prey to that, you know, crappy day and start nitpicking at each other and turns into a fight. And then you get that stupid moment too. It's like I'll I'll end this kind of stuff because I I hate it, and I'll just go. I'm going to go in the other room, and then that's it. And I'm just I give I stop giving into the temptation to keep arguing stupid shit, and then for a couple of hours, and then I'll this is I hate this fucking moment too because I'll come back out, and she'll be like out here or she'll be in the bedroom and I'll go in the room and I'll say, "Are we still mad at each other?" And she'll go, "No, you're the one who was angry." <laughs> No, we were both angry. No, it was you. You were came home in a shitty mood. <laughs> Can we not argue about who One of the came first things Tamara and I do mood? after she gets home or I pick her up is we start debriefing about our day. Mm-hmm. Um, which actually helps stave off a lot of that because yeah. if because then each of us knows because of course the first thing out of either of our mouth is oh god I have this client I was on the phone with for like 45 minutes with them they could not tell me what was wrong with their documents but they just knew something was wrong mm-hmm. but then when I asked them what they thought was, needed to be changed they're like Woo-hoo! well you're the professional you should know yes I'm the professional and I think this is good so you're going to need, need to give me more than that round and round and round and around I wish this wasn't like 60% of my life <laughs> So I have those days and I carry that into the, the evening. And because we end up debriefing about that, like right when we reconnect after work, mm-hmm. if one of us is in a shitty mood because we had a bad day, both of us know it right then and there. Yeah. yeah. And so there's no – it really helps to limit the transference and other things. So when I'm a little bit annoyed that she's already starting to do dishes while I'm still cleaning, which she knows – annoys me and usually she remembers <laughs> well i'm cooking and she's doing dishes i'm like honey i still need half of those things and you're in my way <laughs> <laughs> i'm just trying to clean the dishes i know i know you're just trying to get a head start um i love it but it's like usually i'm just like isn't it amazing how universal all of this shit yeah, is? Yeah. I bet you go to any country yeah. in the world. It turns yeah. out we're humans. Yeah. Fortunately, yeah. most of us are not in relationships with insane witches. That's true, but I, I think this this conversation speaks to how actually good this movie is. Yeah, yeah. That it brings up such things about our, our intimate relationships and gender roles and, and, yeah. and these, these ridiculous and conversations the, that we've had with not only probably ex, exes, but our current spouses yeah. or our current relationships or whatever it is, we've all had this. They were caricatures of those ideas, but Absolutely. They, were, they, they were embodying those That's, ideas. That was the point of, I think, I think what, uh, God, what the fuck is his name? Alex uh, de la Iglesia. He, uh, um, I think he intentionally made it 
kind of this comedic oh, yeah. aspect because it is it is ridiculous. Yeah. The stupid shit that we spout at one another, whether it's, oh, she was a witch, she did this, and she commands everything I do, and she, she does everything, you know, and, and then on their side, when what we think of them, and when they become that, quote unquote, it's ridiculous. And it's, it's all ridiculous. It's not a coincidence that of all the ridiculous street performance that were there <laughs> before the heist, the two that managed to make it into the escape car, yeah. the cab, were Christ and the soldier. <laughs> so you sort of have these two weird ideal characters ending up coming forward. Well, into it's, the rest it's of it. the SpongeBob kind of a, doesn't come through. It's an apex of humanity. Invisible Man doesn't come through. Exactly. It's the soldier or it's and masculinity. It's, it's it's kind of that apex of masculinity. It's the the Christ well, figure and the soldier. I was half yeah, expecting yeah. Tony's girlfriend, the lawyer, to be one of the witches because he's like, I don't know. She just always knows where I am because she took the car. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah I'm like, yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> in fact, she's just like on the phone, green paint, just throws her shit in the back. And <laughs> Zero shits, <laughs> don't care. And then they just, just show off. up right when she takes off. <laughs> well, God, well, well, did you guys notice? I, this is probably just me that noticed this, but um, did you notice the quick flashes during the during the shootout when they were leaving the, the gold? store or whatever that was mm-hmm. at the uh mm-hmm. the, the spongebob gets that's, shot that's that's or yeah. spongebob gets shot if you watch um somebody dressed the as starfish patrick. yeah, yeah patrick, somebody the dressed starfish as patrick runs over is like <laughs> over him tending to him while he's seen dying. The movie twice i didn't see that <laughs> that oh, yeah. i noticed it also i'm like where did patrick go? i didn't know his name i'm like oh yeah the starfish character is suddenly like filleting him trying to find out what's wrong I didn't even notice. I actually, it was done so fast. There were two very quick shots of it. One very quick, and I thought, oh, I go, did I just see Patrick hovering over? So did you rewind? No. And then there was another shot. I thought, no, I probably that probably wasn't what it was. And then they do another shot, like about thirty seconds to a minute later of that. And I was like, oh, what was Patrick? What the hell? That was that was weird. And I didn't even notice. Yeah. (laughs) Um. The entire car ride with the two detectives, the two inspectors. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do appreciate when the idea of um, gender dynamics is stripped away and it's shown that these are simply relationship dynamics. Mm-hmm. That in any two people interacting with each other intimately over time, it doesn't matter whether you're fucking or you're solving crimes together. Yeah. You're going to end up with these little power plays you're going to end up with with these things where you take each other for granted and things like that and of course I chuckled at the idea that toward the end um, one of them is like confessing his love for the other one but even before then it's just like yeah you you, you kind of Jaime Jaime confesses his love for the other one and it's like yeah you you kind of treat Jaime like crap we've watched you do it through this entire movie (laughs) so you you just you need to respect the fact that he's a person and then I feel like a fucking marriage counselor for these two cops <laughs> no it was a great relationship uh, uh, though two of the witches were cross-dressing but yeah I yeah, noticed that, that. Was, that was weird which yeah. actually made me I'm like does that's, this mean that, that in order to be a witch you have to identify as female oh yes. oh Whether that's you are or not okay I didn't but know I, why I they think, did that I think that was done no, on that's purpose probably, oh absolutely that was, they were obviously men absolutely done I, I feel on like they were obviously obviously and then I love the idea that one of them was someone later who's like what's bondage <laughs> 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 of all of the things that were just said here <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the one that confused That's you. That's the one that was the finger. You were, you were fine with coprophilia. You were fine with fist fucking, but bondage was confusing. <laughs> oh, and the animal love as well. Yes. That was that bestiality. But it was bondage. It was like, bondage. Oh, wait. What's bondage? what's bondage? Apparently, she just skipped all of the normal stuff <laughs> that any of us have experimented with and went right to pissing and shitting on her partners. <laughs> Well, yeah. Yeah, of course. No, I, I absolutely love this Have you guys, movie. Uh, speaking of... So speaking of pissing and shitting on oh, people? Oh, my. That was probably this the is, scariest uh, seg we've ever had. There's a movie called Not Another Teen Movie. Have you guys watched it? I haven't. No, I haven't. It is actually worth a watch. It is... It's a send-up of It's one of those spoofs. Everything. Yeah. yeah, it's a spoof. It's yeah. a send-up of everything from, like, 16 Candles and um, The Breakfast Club up all the way through... Um, oh, okay. Can't hardly wait in like 1999. So basically everything from 1983 to 1999 movie all rolled into one. Okay. And there's this part where this this gal who actually even a little bit later that did you guys ever see um, Cruel Intentions? Uh, no. Cruel Intentions. No, you should actually it's watch Tame it. of the Shrew, but no, it's uh, no, that's uh, Ten Things I Hate About You. This is oh, Dangerous okay. Liaisons. Oh, okay, oh. teen movie. I style. knew it was a. It's actually not terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. Speaking I'm broadly. Oh, okay. Should we time him? Yeah, yeah time him. Is there a, a formula that we can figure... The is there a formula we can use to figure out how big his bladder is? <laughs> We'd need to know his dick and urethra size. Which... Oh, I'm, okay, I'm not that interested. <laughs> um, yeah, it is both a matter of capacity and capacity for evacuation. Yeah. All at once. It's like there are sometimes that you're like, you know, if the bathroom's close by and you hear, you know, somebody goes to the bathroom who's a guest and you don't hear anything and you're like, yeah. well, that's why it took them 30 minutes to pee. <laughs> and then there's a person who's like, <laughs> like, oh, that explains why it was two seconds because yeah. apparently they don't have a bladder. They, uh, throw, they have a water weed. <laughs> and all the urine just comes out at once. <laughs> well, I will Our, admit that I am a frequent... Yeah, I, I frequently and it and it is it is very quick. So you're probably right. I probably do have a smaller than normal. Bladder. My best friend is like that. I don't yeah. know that it has to do with size of bladder. I think it has to do with how sensitive you are to the sense of urgency of it. Yeah, yeah. Because um, if I if I ignore it, it's fine. It's not like it becomes an emergency. It just be you know I can just tune it out and ignore it, and then I can go for quite a while. But yeah. and I'm not sure why, but it, like until I'm like uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm not, like, driven to go, which is part of why it's, like, a 45-minute endeavor. <laughs> but anyway, the... Welcome back. Um, that was that Not was Another good. Teen Movie has this whole thing where there's a character who's oh a spoof God. of the... Uh, the did you, have you guys seen Dangerous Liaison? Yes. Yes. But the Glenn Close's so character, oh, the yeah. manipulative woman versus... Um, Malkovich's character, the manipulative man. Yeah. So uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar in um, Cruel Intentions plays the Glenn Close character. And I can't remember her name, the gal who plays in uh, the spoof of that in Not Another Teen Movie. But she's like the empowered, vindictive slut character in a society that judges her for being that. And she's complaining to this guy, a freshman in high school who manages to make it to the senior prom somehow. Mm -hmm. And she's like, she's crying. And she's like, I don't know why. Holy shit. Chris Evans is in that movie. Yeah. Um, 
Mia Kirshner. Could that be it? What's the name? Catherine Weiler. Mia Kirshner. She plays yeah, Mia Kirshner is Catherine, yeah. Hmm. So um, she, she's like, I don't know. I, I just feel like I'm selling myself short. It's like, why is it so hard to find somebody who will take a dump on my chest? <laughs> <laughs> and this guy looks at her and he's like, who's actually the one. Have you guys watched um, the U.S. version of Being Human? Oh, Jamie Priestley is so awesome. Yeah. But the U.S. version of Being Human, the guy who plays the werewolf in the U.S. version of Being Human is the guy playing this character. And he he looks at her and he's like, that's appalling. (laughs) And she kind of stares at him like expecting something. She's like, I can't believe nobody's taking a dump on your chest. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like this perfect turnaround scene. And... I have very little tolerance for spoof movies, but this one actually hits the mark really, really well. So yeah. I would encourage you to watch it and maybe force Mike to watch it and then do a beer plus three well, on it. Oh, absolutely. That's our next movie. Not okay. another teen movie. Okay. We've just, Sounds good. We, we, actually, I'm not going to be here next week, so <laughs> have fun with that. Thanks for dictating the movie. <laughs> I've done it the last two podcasts in a row. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> now, I've dictated the movie. Emphasis on the dick. Yeah. Speaking of the movie we just got, um, in uh, Spain they have uh, a kind of a version of the Academy Awards, and it's called the Goya, of course, or Goya. Mm-hmm. Um, Goya. Who, who, of course, we all know is the, the artist. incredible artist yeah. um, from yeah. Spain. Yeah. Um, but this movie was nominated for no less than nine of those awards hmm. and won eight of them. Wow. When was so the last time you Game saw either a comedy or a horror movie? Never. Neither being of those nominated for anything here. So this was absolutely amazing. Well, in all that, fairness, uh, Europe is a lot more. Um, Europe's Academy is nothing like the like the, the people who are identifying the guys. Uh, there are definitely times that I want to um, fist fuck the American <laughs> Academy of Arts. You mean that group of old. White guys that dictate everything that happens there? So when I was studying English education um, at Western, Mm -hmm. and one of my lesson plans was, of course, to create a lesson plan related to Shakespeare, because you can't teach English without goddamn fucking Shakespeare. It's not possible. (laughs) Goddamn fucking Shakespeare. (laughs) Um, Which, in all fairness, he is the source of... uh, Shakespeare, if you take Shakespeare and the Bible, you have all illusions ever in literature. (laughs) So I get it. Yeah. But I didn't want to do a tragedy because everybody does tragedies. But trying to find resources for Shakespeare's comedies is really, really hard. Why is that? Yeah, I don't understand. I will tell you. It's, in fact, the point of the story. <laughs> um, and it <laughs> relates to this movie and to what's fucked up about the U.S. Academy. Yeah. Um, so the one of the lead Shakespeare scholars in the English department at Western um, – Whose name will come to me eventually? That's, this is your wow! I've actually—it'll <laughs> be on the way home. It'll wow! Be fine. I've actually met her. I have had conversations with her, and my brain is completely flipping blank. Mary Jane Metzger. Yeah, okay, there you go. Um, she is also one of the lead women. Who studies. we will bleep out later? Yeah. <laughs> no. She's also one of the lead women's studies mm-hmm. professors up there, mm-hmm. and she. So I got an appointment, met with her. No, this isn't a bad story about her. You can leave it in. And I said, why am I having so many trouble, so much trouble finding 
resources for these? And she said, that's actually a really interesting question. And basically, a hundred-ish years ago, a bunch of stuffy British guys got together and decided the tragedy was the highest art form that could possibly be done in literature. Yeah. And everything else was less than that. Histories were right below tragedies, and then comedies were somewhere 18 million miles away um, from there. And you shouldn't even talk about them because it diminishes you as an academic to even consider the fact that comedy exists. <laughs> and she said, and this yeah. is really unfortunate from a female perspective because in Shakespeare, there are no strong female characters in, their tra- in the tragedies. They are all weak Corrupt, subservient. feeble, subservient. Yeah. They're committing suicide. They're they're yeah, witches. Wow. They're whispering men into committing murder. Yeah. Exactly. There is zero positive traits for women in Shakespeare's tragedies. Yeah. The closest thing you get to a positive character in um, in a Shakespearean tragedy would be the nurse in Romeo and Juliet, and she was a fucking cow. So, <laughs> but when you get into Shakespeare's comedies, you get really cool. No, literally, she characters. was a cow. <laughs> it's sort of like um, Ferdinand the Bull's mom. <laughs> Even though Mooth. she was a cow. Mooth. I, thine, mooth, mooth. The nurse did moo in iambic pentameter. So, but if you get into Shakespeare's comedies, you get really strong characters who, female characters who stand up for themselves, who expect to be treated as more than chattel. I mean, much, uh, Taming of the Shrew is like a perfect example of that. It's like, Catherine yeah. is like, no, I'm not going to play your stupid man games. It's just, ah! and, and then become your wife and become ignored while you fuck mm-hmm. other women after I raise your children. Yeah. It's, I, I want more than Great that. Great play, by the way. Um, and so she said, so yeah. it's really frustrating because the, comedies are diminished while the tragedies are raised up. I did eventually find some sources in terms of that, but the American Academy falls completely into the idea that unless wow. people are suffering and dying yeah. and you want to kill yourself after you walk out of the movie, that movie wasn't worth seeing. <laughs> the first person to ever win an Academy Award for a comedy uh, as far as writing and or directing is, is Mel Brooks for the producers in 1968, yeah. I think. Is when the producers came out. That was the first time, and then I think the next time was like in nineteen ninety something. Was that a Tony or an Academy? It was Did Academy he, he Award. Movie he then? won an Academy Award for uh, the producers. I didn't realize it had been made into a movie that far back. Yes, it originally was a movie. Yes, um, uh, uh, starring Zero Mostel, the great and wonderful Zero Mostel, and uh, so it was a movie that became a play that became a movie. I assumed it was a play that became a movie that became a movie that became a movie became a movie. <laughs> no, it was originally a movie. About 40 years later, it became a play, and then the play was so popular that they made a movie out of it. And then it became a Disney ride. (laughs) (laughs) It's springtime for Hitler and Germany. No, no, you, you, if you ever get a chance, I own it. If you ever want to borrow it, the original um, producers is absolutely genius. Have I ever mentioned how much of a crush I had on Matthew Roderick when I was a teenager? No, you haven't, but you should bring up an interesting fact that uh, now um, uh, Back to the Future is 30 years old. Uh, Yes, um, we are now five days away from uh, Marty's arrival in Mm -hmm. 2015. Oh, we are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's going to be unpleasantly surprised, <laughs> which I, I or did we're going to get some amazing technological advances in the last. How next many? Five days. Oh, how many Jaws's have we had filmed at this point? I think we <laughs> did you ever see that. Form. I think I posted that on the friend face. The Jaws oh, the, nineteen uh, uh, 
trailer. Yeah, they did a Jaws. Jaws somebody did a Jaws nineteen. Of course, trailer. Oh, and, uh, and, and hilarious. Which, which yeah. makes sense in nineteen eighty five because between nineteen eighty one and nineteen eighty five, there had been three Jaws made. Yeah, so they just figured it would continue. The same with Rocky. <laughs> but strangely enough, Rocky continued. Jaws did not, including Apollo coming yeah, out. That's true. Hey, uh, there's still one to come out. So. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, who was I listening to? I was listening to another podcast. I'm sure it was the Nerdist. That uh, somebody, a guy that was making movies right now. Um, oh, the um, the guy that does the the Goldbergs. I don't know. Is anybody watch that show? No. I've watched it. It's nostalgic bit. and fun. And I um, I don't know that loathe is a strong enough word for what I feel <laughs> about sitcoms. <laughs> okay, excellent, excellent. Um, this this show is, I for me it was very nostalgic because it's how I grew up as mm-hmm. well. You know, yeah. your dad comes in, takes off his pants, sits down, and watches his TV or sports or whatever the fuck ever he watch. It's that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and it all takes place in the eighties. And uh, <clears throat> um, the guy was describing like he was writing this 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 script for these these shows, and then he looked up and went. Wait, I'm writing a script about like poltergeist and all of these things being in the theater, and all of those things are in the theater. And, yeah. and Ghostbusters is coming out. Yeah. Like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> it's 80s all over again. I know. For me, it's like we've got Star Wars coming out. We got mm-hmm. Twin Peaks coming yep. out. We had Mad Max in the theater. We got Poltergeist, Ghostbusters. It's because it's, fuck, it's, uh, if the extras are anything, yeah, they have. A, if they've inherited anything from the boomers, it's a profound sense of nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, hey, I love this one I was for. Do it again, do it again, do it again. (laughs) Well, yeah, but it's the people making these things that are doing it again. Well, there's a dollar to be made. Let's think about the age of the average director right now. Yeah, It's our age. And producers, yeah, they're they're Xers. They're all our age. And they're like, hey, people will eat this up. And, of course, you know, there's people like me who live within walking distance of the theater. So, yeah, I'll fucking see it because it's a walk away and it's something to do on a Saturday afternoon. But, yeah. so yeah, you know, I'll pay a ridiculous. Wait, you don't just drink? Price. Oh wait, that's just me. <laughs> Sorry. I well, one of the nice things about being able to walk to the theater <laughs> is you can stumble home. <laughs> <laughs> I can stumble there and stumble. Oh, yeah. Woo! You win. You nice. win the proverbial stumble. Pass. Especially during the summer when I have my cargo pants with the really big pockets that my flask fits in. Really, you still have cargo pants? They're cargo I, shorts, I should I, say. Okay, yeah. that may be believable, but cargo pants. So I was telling you about um, Adam ruins everything on the way yes. here. Yes, um, I now have to go home and watch. I did not drive here. I was brought here by Jeff so that I don't have to worry about how much I drink. Speaking oh. of which, oh. we either need to crack that or open one of those. Oh, you, oh. we do need to move on. And since uh, let's take and a little I've, break, I've and actually and drank most of these. What do you think of the Asgard IPA? I like it's it. actually it's uh, it's one of the only Asgard beers that I like. No, yeah. here's my question. You mean Odin beers? Odin beers. Yeah, sorry. Um, I like Asgard also. Buy Odin's beer. <laughs> I um. <laughs> oh, so Adam ruins everything. Very funny. It's on True TV now. It's a college humor thing. Before then, there was a some sort of reason yes. you were bringing this up. <laughs> but you were distracted me. What were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about driving and or uh, uh, stumbling drunk to somewhere. And drinking and cargo pants. Cargo, cargo pants. pants. Yes. There we go. Cargo pants. Cargo pants. During the Back car during the car episode, he talked about you know the problems of traffic, and somebody's like, "Well, just make more roads." He's like, "Yeah." Funny thing about that. Um, when you build more roads, more people drive. The worst solution ever to traffic. And actually, I expect the narrowing of Alabama to be a resounding success. 
Because an interesting thing oh, happens yeah. when you reduce the road capacity, people drive less. When you increase the road capacity, people drive more. Hmm. When And it's played out repeatedly in Snohomish County and King County. It's played out in Los Angeles. Los hmm. Angeles has like 16-lane highways that are jam-packed full. Yeah. Speaking of traffic, Mexico City, they there's a, a oh, road that I goes around this? Mexico City called Periferico. Yeah, yeah pour it. Um, um, and um, what they did, it got the traffic got so bad they built another level to it. Oh my god! But here's the here's the catch. Yeah. Here's the catch. Catch, catch, catch. catch? whatever. Catch. The, I, oh making, my god, it's adorable. <laughs> I know. Here's the catch. It's a cute. It's highway. got a chachi on it. It's amazing. <laughs> I think he's making fun of me. I am a little, I, absolutely, a little and I deserve it. Um, no, here's the catch. I, I, I often say words wrong. I often say words in place of other words. So there don't worry go. about it. I haven't it noticed happens. that. Please consider continue loquating. <laughs> loquating. I will loquate the shit out of this. Which is not the wrong word. It's just an absurd word to use. Yeah. Um. <laughs> they built another level. Mm-hmm. He here's the catch. Uh, not a catch, <laughs> a catch. Here's the catch, is that you have to have a special license or a special, like, you have to pay to go up there. Oh. Like, an exorbitant amount to go up there. Yeah. So nobody used it. It's the 1% and level? And still, there was plenty of, of, of traffic on Periferico. Plenty of traffic. And rarely anybody used the ramp. So what did they do? They yeah. were like, we're going to open bike lanes. That was successful. So then the new level is now all bike lanes? No, like uh, one lane of it is bike lane. Uh. And then the rest is for cars, but only the rich can go up there. And I'm sorry, but 75% of Mexico is not rich. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, they're doing better than the U.S. The same lines. So uh, <laughs> only slightly. Actually, the, when we were there this, this um, August, uh, I didn't notice that the sky was brown. It was white and blue in places. Oh. oh, yes. You could see the smog in places. Um, and um, I did notice another thing <laughs> that I did notice when I lived there. Yeah. When you're walking down the street, um, you'll look down an alleyway, and yeah. it'll be filled with plastic bags that have just... What? You remember that stupid movie back in the 90s, American, American Beauty, Beauty, where it's like the stupid bag? Imagine that beautiful thing I've ever 15 seen. billion times in one alley, and it's just a mountain of... Ooh, fucking plastic bags. I'm picturing the character from that movie going down the alley going, It's beautiful. <laughs> no, he would just, he would just come happen. in his pants and fall over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, goes, oh! he, walks, he walks in and later on they just find a pair of shoes and he's gone. <laughs> he would come so hard, it would spread his face. What a the bad, stick to bad, his face bad, bad, there, he bad would suffocate movie. to death. Everyone loved that movie though back there. No, everyone thought I, that movie was genius. I no, actually, I honestly liked the movie. Yeah. I would like to defend that movie to you. Mm-hmm. I would like you to excise everything that happened with any character other than Kevin Spacey, and then <laughs> I would like to say that the movie was good because of Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Um, but any it, movie's good. K Pax was good because of Kevin Spacey. Uh, that make it a good movie. That's hard to. I, I would need you to <laughs> provide a more detailed argument to back that up. Kevin Spacey done. <laughs> That was easy. Can I drop this mic? <laughs> I would love to drop this mic, but Boop. it's on a pedestal. A little tripod. Hey, I managed it. 
Mm-hmm. Some of us are just more resourceful. He did others. it. He pulled it off. Wow. <laughs> and other people are copycats. <laughs> oh, is that what you just did? I apologize. I didn't even notice. Wow. <laughs> you know, it feels really special to be your guest. <laughs> I really like the attention you're paying to my every motion. Um, have you guys watched the new Muppets show? No, no I haven't. It looks like The Office with Muppets. There's maybe a ten percent office. <laughs> I was thinking there was, was a Titi fly. I was involved. thought he was doing a Muppet voice for a second. <laughs> so Yay! a few Check things. It. A few things about the new Muppet show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I realized that Kermit reminds me a great deal of a friend of mine. I'm not <laughs> sure if that's good or bad for each of them. Yeah. I'm going to say good for both. Yeah. Um, Miss Piggy is Miss Piggy as she always is. They just really play that up. Um, and. Uh, and beer has stolen my point so and on that point i guess maybe we should wrap it up with our final thoughts uh (laughs) final thoughts anyone uh muppets i have not watched the muppets i'm afraid to because well i love the muppets i really love the muppets and when i found out they're basically just copying the office I, I and I didn't really like The Office. I didn't. I tried to watch the American version. Hmm? There's some funny, clever things. I tried to watch the British version. There's some funny and clever things. But a side but effect of working in an office means that the office can't be funny. Kind of. <laughs> yes. It, it, it was just. Blah. I have a very low sense of Schadenfreude. I do mm-hmm. not take pleasure in other people's pain. Yeah. And which basically ruins all sitcoms for me. Yeah, because sitcoms are only it's about what they are. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia was perhaps the worst fifteen minutes of television I've ever watched. Because which one? Of my, always, always sunny, sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, because it, just like with Seinfeld, and I couldn't do Seinfeld either. These are terrible, terrible people. Yeah, there's nothing good about these people. <laughs> That's uh, thank you. Somebody else doesn't like really Seinfeld all that much. I've gone my whole oh. life not talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, I, Jeff, it's time to open up to us and tell us the truth. I, I don't find it funny. Good. It is horrible people being horrible to other Not people only. when they get the opportunity and each other if they lack other people to be horrible to. <laughs> and then there's a laugh track and Jerry Seinfeld makes a lot of money. The end. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And to me, Always Sunny is that just done with Danny DeVito and some guys. But it's without the uh, Charlie goes what, America all over everybody's with, asses. What is the deal with Swiss cheese? It's got <laughs> holes in it. Where, where's that Swiss cheese? I paid for that. Where is it? Nice. <laughs> Your Jerry Seinfeld is pretty good, actually. Oh, thank you. There's a bit of you in you. Can you do Richard Harris? I uh, tried once, but he wasn't drunk enough. <laughs> anyway, I'm dating sure. myself. That was, uh, <laughs> um. It's it's not bad because it really captures the spirit of the Muppets. I remember what I was going to say. Thank okay. you for having us talk about Muppets long enough for my <laughs> beer haze to pass. Um, I don't know if this was the case in the original show, but it is in the current show. Yeah. The Swedish chef has human hands so that yes, they it can was. handle it was always knives like and things that. like that. Yeah, maybe. And I didn't pay attention before, but I was watching. We just watched uh, Tuesday's episode last night, and it was creeping me out. Through the entire thing, I couldn't stop staring at the hands. I'm just like, this is so bizarre. It's like, 
<laughs> Muppet face, Muppet, Muppet body, everything, put human hands. fucking hands terrifying <laughs> my sleep. They're, they're weird fleshy gloves that someone is wearing and going, hip de chopping the shit out of things. I just love the but, idea that that's what you focused on in the entire show. I really couldn't pay attention to the rest of the show because every time the Swedish chef was on, like they're out at a bar and they're doing like karaoke yeah. and yeah. Ed Holmes is there and, and Swedish chef is like, and like the fucking hands. They're like my nightmares. <laughs> so my final thoughts are, be a Muppet or be a person. Do not be an unholy union of the two. <laughs> unholy union. But aren't all Muppets an unholy union of the two? No. <laughs> no, yes, they are. No. Because my fourth wall allows me to believe that the puppeteers for those Muppets don't exist. Oh, but you so shove their hands through the sleeves of the Swedish chef and everything's off. It was like that when we were kids, too, by the way. Um, I was young, innocent, and unobservant. <laughs> true enough. True enough. And on so that my, note... Yeah, my final oh, thoughts. Oh, my okay, final thoughts. Okay. That was his so, final thought. Oh, How about you, know. sir? Uh, Your final thoughts. You would buy this thoughts? movie a beer, wouldn't you? The Muppet movie? No. <laughs> I'd buy the Muppet movie a beer. You're damn straight. No, I meant the Zergamundi. Uh, yes, yes, I would. I think you already but, mentioned But that, with sorry. my reservations, but yeah. Yes. That's, um, but uh, yeah, I... That no final thoughts hey, actually. I'm, I actually I'm gonna... enjoyed this enough that I would buy it a barrel aged wonder beer. Okay, <laughs> barrel aged that's twenty five dollars right there. It's sir. eighteen. But wow, their bottles are usually. I got 18. ripped off. Yeah, you did. did you buy it? <laughs> I don't remember. You probably went to. I think I went to like Hagen's or something. And yeah, was like if you go to half there, drunk already and went, I want this. <laughs> was it the stout? I think so. Yeah, like their newer barrel. one. What you think? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, you were drunk. <laughs> I was. I was. I think I was slightly. He drank it on the way home. He wasn't sure what. Actually, I took a couple of bottles to Mexico with me and had no one to share it with. So I shared it with my father-in-law. Yeah, that was uneventful. What, what didn't like it or just? No, he loved it. He, oh. he really liked it. But yeah. he's my father-in-law, and he will agree with anything I say. Oh. <laughs> So. That's weirdly backwards of the stereotype. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It. it, it be, I think. I think. Uh, I probably shouldn't speak of this on the air, but I'm going to because my wife doesn't listen to this anyway. <laughs> um, so he really does not like his sons, even though he created. He's basically reaping what he sowed. Mm-hmm. He's a misogynistic shithead who <laughs> oh, shit. taught his sons to be just like him. Yeah. So he's so Mexican. One son is transsexual. <laughs> no, I... Wait, wait. One one son is transsexual. <laughs> And she is doing great. She's actually quite famous in Mexico. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. been on TV. She's yeah. she's doing wonderful things, except taking care of her family. Her son is basically something to make money from. Uh, yeah. And, and tra- yeah, her son has... It's transgender, not transsexual. You're right. It's transgender because uh, she didn't get the full operation. Well, and it, transsexual really isn't used much anymore. Transgender is a more catch-all term. Yeah. I would say... Being have a, you seen Transparent? I haven't. It's really good. Yeah. I've heard I was that. really surprised. I thought it was going to be a little... But, wow, Jeffrey Tambor pulls it off. I think a lot of the, the writing is really well done. Though I, I, I have to honestly say that I'm waiting for this to happen with bisexuality. I'm not holding my breath. I, I wouldn't hold your breath any. I'm not holding my breath, but I actually appreciate... Like Sensate and um, oh, Sensate is so good. It's amazing. And um, 
I watched one episode and I wasn't sucked in. Maybe I need to watch more because it. Didn't oh, I don't know. Maybe we can give the show a shot rather than judging I, it from I an hour. I hated the first first episode. You always so give much. any any and, show, uh, and I keep trying to convince my wife of this. You got to give any show three episodes, <laughs> yeah. or just, at least and, three or episodes. Or just a new black that normalizes rather than exotifying mm-hmm. the idea of transgenderism. In both cases, there are characters. Yes, they're transgender. Yes, it's known that they're transgender, but it focuses them more on being people who are female who have a different past rather than let's look at their genitals. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. No, it's, it's a great show. Uh, Sense8 is wonderful. And mm-hmm. so Transparent's good too. I mean, I, I like to see, and maybe this is my final thought, I, I really enjoy seeing people in all walks of life at some mm-hmm. point. And whether that means like the Nigerian guy uh, in, Nairobian. in Sense8, or Nairobian, thank you, uh, uh, in Sense8, or, or like in Transparent, yes, they're, they're well-to-do Jewish family mm-hmm. from L.A., but still they have something, and the characters around them have something tangible. Mm-hmm. Something believable instead of somebody being relatively, and we've kind of got away from it. Yes, but we still have the 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 straight male, the straight female, and and the two never shall stray <laughs> in most of our TV and movies. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see somebody that is flawed, human, and and has depth mm-hmm. beyond just a, a, a kitschy character. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go back to the word I misused. <laughs> uh, because, I mean, you go back to, like, the wedding singer. Not the wedding singer. Uh, what was that one where uh, um, the really handsome uh, British guy starts the the whole wedding party singing a song and uh, say a little prayer for me. And, and he's super gay. Oh, the and that was all you saw of gay people in, like, three, the 80s and 90s like three was that, uh, um, whatever it was. Uh, I Runaway Bride, I think, wasn't it Runaway Bride? I want to. Say I don't know. Runaway I'm Bride. just throwing out. But, uh, if if it has, but it, it, those catchy if it has wedding in the title, I'm probably not going to see it. it yeah, <laughs> but if, actually, that was awesome because he was awesome in that movie. But nonetheless, um, you always get the stereotype instead of somebody yeah. who is the main character. That is somebody you want more from. Yeah. Um, on Sensate. Um, I reread books all the time. I love rereading books because I get something different out of it each time, and I'll rewatch shows. Mm-hmm. Tamara does neither of these things. She hates wasting. She feels like anything like that is wasting time. <laughs> to me, it's the same we've way. We've watched yeah. Sense Eight all the way through twice, hmm. and that never happens. We watch Sense Eight, and then they had a little making of Sense Eight, which was like really Ooh, interesting. I seen that. It's on Netflix. It, it's creating the world or something like that, and it actually shows how they. I ho- film the been, exact same things over and over again. Have they been greenlit for a second season? Oh yeah. Okay, good. And they, uh, and it was really funny because uh, the gal who plays Sun, who uh, doing a bit, mm, yeah, uh, is like, and each of them, like, when people are coming to their city, it's like I, I feel like I have to host them, and it's like this, I, I need to make sure they have a good time here. This is my city, mm-hmm. and so when they were in Seoul, she was like their mother and like taking them around and. Um, <laughs> And uh, the actress, guy who plays Wolfgang way, uh, did the same thing in Berlin. And it was a... Wow, sexy guy, by the way. Yeah. Just saying. Well, <laughs> there isn't an unsexy member of the 
core cast, in all fairness. I don't know. I'm not really... The the, the guys in Mexico City... And, mm. Okay, so mm. the, you're showing your straightness here because... Yeah, it's true. Lido, I, I would absolutely do. But if I had the choice between Lido and Hernando, his boyfriend, which you haven't gotten to, but just FYI. Yeah. Um, <laughs> neither um, one of them were just like... Eh, I would actually let Hernando do absolutely anything to him. <laughs> No, Wolfgang, yeah. Absolutely. So everything those witches were talking about would probably be on the table with Hernando. <laughs> <laughs> and that sounds like a good good note to go out on. Absolutely. Uh, watch Sensei. Watch uh, uh, Las Brujas. Uh, well, fuck it. No. Witching and bitching. Watch it. Um, wonderful movie. Good night, Dave. Good night, Dave. Jeff, what are you doing? Why are you pointing that thing at my face? I'm just trying to get this to pop. Oh, oh great. Anyone have a wet wipe? Anyway, Beer Plus 3 featured Jeff Swatman, Rick Anderson, and our special guest Caleb Sanders. Please subscribe so you won't miss out on future alcohol-fueled antics. You can find Beer Plus 3 on iTunes, SoundCloud.com, Stitcher, and anywhere else finer podcasts are sold. Also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us at beerplus3 at gmail.com. Good night, Dave. Sixty-seventh episode. We're coming on what our third year? Yeah, it'll be our third year, I think. This no. was year second. No, this is second year. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm wrong. Third year. That's where this we is start crux, having artistic crux differences. Off the leash. Yeah. Mm. Each of you will have to make um, do a solo. Uh, yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Time to pursue independent projects. Yes. One of you becomes really famous at it. Yep. One of us. Yeah. There's a... su- suggest a reunion tour. <laughs> but then we have to get a new drummer. One of us has a. Uh, uh, significant other that really wants to assert her opinion into the into the production <laughs> and sings like this <laughs> see I was going Poor more Yoko. boy band and less Beatles ooh, but ooh. we can do that too oh okay yeah yeah I didn't yeah. well boy band Beatles same thing pretty much yeah <laughs> kind well, of the difference is boy bands aren't actually bands yeah, yeah. That, that I mean Ringo may not have been able to play the drums well but he played them yes yeah I've said that though before to Beatles fans, and they don't like hearing it. It's like it's, I, I'm well, not accusing the Beatles of being a boy band, but it's hard to deny that boy bands are definitely modeled to some degree on the Beatles. They're one of the sources yeah. for the whole um, you know, Frankie Valley and the uh, oh all those Four Seasons. I, I, back structurally, in the 50s. I think would probably oh, in the fifties all that stuff was put together. Nobody wrote their own songs. Oh no, oh. you know everybody was just kind of thrown together. Yeah, this is the high. That's the high ABV. There. It's ah. a triple. Yeah. Ah. Maybe we'll what, take uh, nine or ten little teeny tastes. Yeah, I can take the rest home and <laughs> and put myself to sleep with it. <laughs> you can read that sentence two different ways. Like you're gonna tuck it into bed next to you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. I, I... yeah, those um <clears throat> those little uh, spice corn chip things uh, did a number. Um, oh, those were the tackies. Yeah, I had way too many of them because I realized I should have had a bigger breakfast. And then I get there, and I'm like, I want to drink at some point before midnight today, so I should probably eat something, and that's what was there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Mm. I really like good. them. They taste so good. Yeah. They're great going in one end and horrible going out the other. As long as they're not in the same shape, you're fine. <laughs> they're, they're so popular with like kids my son's age. Like Mason's age, they're oh, just crazy about them. Mm-hmm. Oh, are they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, I, I literally, I can only eat about two of those before I, it's just, it's overload for me. It's like the, by the second, third one, I'm just like, Ugh, I can't do this. Now this is what's going to ruin me. Just on one. Oh, the cheese? Please. Cool. Oh, we won't have Mike's poetry reading this time, but. That's no, I know. I, I keep thinking I'm missing something. What am I missing? <laughs> oh, it's Mike and his not so poetry reading. <laughs> he just takes rap songs and, and quotes, quotes of them. Reads them. And then goes, make a like a high, make a hiney, hiney ho. Pick off that last part, and I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I might just uh, to do an annoying send up for him, like do a Bette Midler song. Or something. <laughs> I think you should. I thought about like do tripping him up and doing like real poetry. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh, like a nice beat poet, you know? Yeah, be awesome. That's It'd actually awesome. really hey, cool. Hey, this is what it's supposed to be. Yeah, and this is real poetry, not that shit about fucking <laughs> Luke Skywalker or whatever the fuck that last one was. Oh, the last know. one was Jay Z. Oh God! Well, we'll just end there. Was it yeah, Z, that's so. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much the incomparable Jay Z and his art, <laughs> poet of our time. No, that's Kanye. Oh, he's the voice of our generation. Well, not our generation. Oh, thank We're God. the wrong generation, but yeah, <laughs> I'd rather have John Denver as the voice of my generation than Kanye West. <laughs> Take me home, country road. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm leaning toward neither. Yeah, <laughs> on that. <laughs> they, our our teacher when I was like Nikita's age made us sing that song all the time. She made us sing songs that of was the a time. Big song when we were kids too. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. No, I, I actually listened to it recently because it came up. Some state made it their state song. Colorado I, probably. Yeah, po- yeah, yeah. Probably. I thought it was Montana. Somebody somebody made it their the state song, and so I thought, well, I haven't heard that song. In a well, long there's time. a lot more country road in Montana. Than yeah, there in, is. Uh, there is. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it. But I, I I pulled that up on YouTube, listened to it, and I was like, oh my god, this does actually still suck as much as I thought it did. <laughs> <clears throat> it's uh, definitely that style. Of, um, I have this nostalgia point. Yeah. For um, you know, the music I would listen to with my mom when I was like four and five. So um. Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton and permanently, gold. yeah, uh, like in, infuse my no uh, shit. Air it's West Virginia, West Virginia Mountain Mama. Oh, oh it's in yeah. the song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mountain Jeez, <laughs> we'd be terrible on Jeopardy. <laughs> well, when it came to uh, John Denver for five hundred, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you're showing your age there, Jeff. There's no more five hundred. Oh, oh yeah. They oh, doubled yeah. the values like eight years ago. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I'll take the it's, rapists for $500. <laughs> it's, it's one of my favorite bits. Absolutely. Tamara and I have actually like a running thing. We should just start. This yes, is yeah, I know. Let's I know. start. Let's, let's, do that. Let's, let's do that. Let me get this party started. 